Welcome to the Bros Who Think Podcast, starring your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, and his co-host, Doom, Horace Hall, a.k.a. Brooklyn, Adam Schubert, and Julian Navarre. This week's special guest is Baton Rouge hip-hop artist, Cobain. We got a lot to get into this week, fellas. So, Lyndon, whenever you're ready, brother, take it away, and I hope you all have a great weekend. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy Dewitz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard <laughs> Day is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 141, and Voltron has formed. The full group is in the building. Later on the show, we got Julian and Schubert coming on for Bros Who Ball, the segment of the pod where we talk sports, and we're redrafting the 2011 draft. If you don't know what that is, that's the Kawhi Leonard-Kyrie Irving draft. It is packed. That's going to be a fun redraft. Can't wait to do that. But we got a lot of fun stuff up in the beginning. Joining me as always, let me introduce the... These are the official co-hosts of the Bros Who Think podcast. My guys, Doom in Brooklyn. Let's start off with Doom because he wasn't here last week. Doom, how you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. Still losing my mind in this quarantine, but we here. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Also joining me is my other co-host, Mr. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, how you doing, my brother? Doing good, baby. Doing good. You know me. I'm, I'm out here keeping myself busy. I keep, doing, I keep picking up shit to do. I can't help yeah, myself. Yeah. I'm and, and let me tell you this, bro. We got a lot of good response from your episode last week, and a lot of people hit me up. Was like, "Tell Brooklyn, thank you for sharing that because they needed that." Bro, I'm telling you, that's 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 what they put me on this earth to do, bro. Because sometimes it's it's always the the smiling ones that people see. Maybe they they actually do lose their stuff completely and kill themselves, and they be like, "Damn, bro, he was so happy, or she was so happy. What happened?" You know, yep. so that's one of those things, bro. You know that the picture with the sad clown that's like uh. Do, juggling or whatever, and he got a sad. That's the uh, theory or whatever. The people who right. the most happy are the ones who the most in pain. But uh, let me start this off like this: the stimulus are in. The stimulus has hit. Stimulus, <laughs> stimulus, stimulus. <laughs> yeah, y'all got y'all, y'all got y'all checks. Or y'all yes, got sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. I, I got it. Hell yeah! I'm happy. I'm happy for my niggas. My girl got hers. I got to wait for mine in the mail because I don't have no direct deposit. And Trump ass got to put signatures on all the letters. So Boy, say he put his name on it. I, I, I. <laughs> put your name on it so I know it's real. I heard him. Flex, man. Flex. <laughs> oh, shit. Bro, I'm this quarantine shit. But low key, my girl, we, we, huh, we using that money for positive things. <laughs> like, might get some bikes, might do. Because niggas need to find hobbies. Because this quarantine shit got niggas wildin'. I know Doom, you already said this. My mama hit me up, was like, should I start painting? And I'm like, mama, you ain't never painting your damn life. Why don't you go write? Do something that's, that I know is your hobby. She was like, you know what? Maybe I could. I was like, you could be the next J.K. Rowling. Because niggas out here going crazy, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm saying my neighbor, bro, she outside painting her house right now. Like, just doing <laughs> mad renovations to the crib and shit. Like, she going all out. You can tell she losing her mind. <laughs> yeah, one of my uh, one of my coworkers, she's uh painting her ceiling, mind you. She's five foot. She's painting her ceiling. Talking about, send me a Snapchat. Sweating like sweating like she just ran three full courts in the gym. <laughs> talking about, I ain't know it was that hard to paint the ceiling. Like even with the extended rolling piece, you five foot. Why did I'm you thinking think it was gonna be yeah. easy? Got a ladder? 
Like, yeah. She just bought the extended roller thing and thought she was gonna be able to do it just like that. I'm like, go back to the store and buy a ladder. You five foot. You probably, you probably, she probably got her arms all the way extended with the roller thing. Oh yeah. yeah. What you doing? Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> Yo, what y'all doing? All right, I know I'm not gonna get too much in y'all personal business, but I gotta ask. What, give me one thing y'all gonna purchase with the stimulus chest. Anybody getting the OnlyFans Brooklyn? You miss our OnlyFans discussion. You getting the OnlyFans? What we doing? Give me one purchase with the stimulus <laughs> chest. <laughs> I am not doing that. Um, I mean, honestly, it's gonna sound pretty fucking lame, but I'm just gonna pay off my credit card. I'm not. I'm not really hey, ain't, ignorant. Ain't yeah. Bag. Pay off the debt. What you doing, Doom? Same shit, bro. Put it towards yeah. some bills, man. My my girl I'm trying uh, to steal my grown shit. Nice. My girl doing student loans with her shit, but she will, she will because because yeah. I take care of rent and everything. You you know how that be. So she she gonna use other stuff to like you know help me out. You know buy buy a nigga some some some. You know. Yeah. yeah. PS five was out. I could have got it to give me a PS five. You dig? Yeah. You know what? You're right. I may I may still maybe I may what? buy a bigger hard drive for my laptop. That's the same. You gotta give yourself one because like yeah. y'all because that's not expensive. Exactly, and you yeah. still sign up for unemployment, and I know Trump's sending niggas two hundred dollars a week. Shit, who got yeah. that? I'm not unemployed. I'm working from uh, home, and I got—I still technically got to. I mean, you know what? Let me chill out. Government <laughs> may be here in a nigga. <laughs> I well, got I, one job. I know Doom I unemployed, <laughs> and uh, my ass unemployed. So shit, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> man. Wave on them. But yeah. today we got a lot to get into. I'm excited because today we got the best black movie bracket. We made shout out to Doom because he uh actually turned it into a bracket. I had you low key if I'd have sent y'all a, a piece of the paper, the bracket I wrote is on it wrote it's on two sheets of paper and I nobody could it. like <laughs> Doom, Doom turned it into official bracket so everybody can make it out. We got uh, a north region one through eight seeds, we got a south region one through eight. I, I was trying to think of cool names to call them, but I didn't feel like. I, I was just like, you know what? North, South, East, West. That's going to be a good time. But we got some other stuff to get into before uh, the stimulus check. I mean, minus the stimulus <laughs> shit. <laughs> Your ass said you wouldn't buy OnlyFans. You against OnlyFans, my brother. You got nah, I'm just not supporting that business when Pornhub got all the free videos. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. That's a fact. I'm with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but hey, real quick. Just because I like to update, because a lot of people said they loved our discussion on that. Yo, these hoes losing their mind. They are charging. I've seen bitches start charging. They went from $5 to $20. And tell me why local bitches who only got six followers trying to charge $25, $30 for a picture of them in a thong. Bitch, I am not paying $30 to see you in no thong. Like Brooklyn said, when I go to Pornhub and see bitches getting fucked with dildos. Fuck I'm saying. Like they got they got the works literally, literally. You over here trying to give me a piece or something for twenty dollars. When I can if, if I wanted to spend my money, right, I could take it to that site, get the works. Yeah, get for the a dollar. Bro, that's <laughs> what I'm get saying, the works bro. Like, for a dollar. You gotta think about these niggas really have fucking professional studios to shoot porn. And they charging me less than you at home with your cell phone camera. Thinking I should give you $30 a month? Like, come on, fam. <laughs> you lost your mind with that shit. <laughs> if I was to spend that money, I'm like, Lynn, yo, I'm going to get the, the real shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> give, me the, give me the good shit. 
Yes, I'll go to the freaking uh, what's that place called and laugh Cupid's closet and go give oh, me the, real porn. <laughs> <laughs> the DVD joints that I got on the PlayStation. <laughs> oh man, bro, you ever thought like I'm just 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 going off this conversation? Yo, our parents had it so hard. Like, imagine our pops had to to get the porn joint. They had to go look at Playboy or get a DVD. Yeah, bro, fam. There's no way I could get it off to no magazine, bro. No, bro, that's no crazy. Way. No way, bro. I was that shit is crazy, bro. <laughs> niggas like, and, and it, they don't even be naked, bro. Like we just looking at chicks in bikinis. Niggas got to get it off to that. <laughs> like that same shit with that OnlyFans shit charging thirty dollars for some bikini shit. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Bro. Yo, did you, did you bitch coming up in that time, bro? Yeah, no. You finally get something. You like, damn, this is crazy. <laughs> No and wonder then, like, a lot of niggas was all married. And then the DVDs cost <laughs> like $40, $30. Oh, no, no wonder why them niggas was just cheating. That's why. Yeah, bro. They have nothing to fulfill them, them animal, animal instincts. Yeah, when I get yeah, a desire, all you go do is beat, that, beat your meat, and then, then all them desires leave. I, yep, think, straight. I think, honestly, before you make a crucial decision in your life, go masturbate and then think about the decision. That after. is a fact, bro. That is a fact. <laughs> Definitely got to clear your mind up. Yeah, because yeah, making dumb decisions. Dumb decisions. But speaking of a nigga that make dumb decisions, I know Brooklyn didn't watch the interview, but we're going to explain what happened. Doom, Boosie is making Louisiana look absolutely terrible. I don't hear in the Breakfast Club. Bro, I'm saying I was watching this interview right before we called, and dude is losing his mind. <laughs> like, bro, I get, like, some of his feelings. Like, I'm not saying that his feelings aren't, valid but it's just certain shit that you know like when it come to other people you just not supposed to speak on like that's they shit you know what i'm saying yeah. and he just freely giving his like rawest honest opinion which i kind of respect in a way but it's like boosie you too big for that you know what i mean there's, there's three things that i think he messed up with why on god's green earth when you know you losing checks behind the the d-wade stuff why even mention that why get back into that he's saying i don't give a fuck i'm not apologizing to no fucking body i'm boosie i'm yeah. boosie bad i don't give a but fuck what's crazy though is like i almost don't even think it's that kind of attitude it's just like boosie just one of them niggas that like he don't he don't think that he actually operating on the level that he is. Like, he still got that hood mentality. Like, Act all I got to do is be the flashiest nigga and everybody going to love me. And it's like, that shit don't work when you make it past that level in life. You know what I mean? Also, you got to start learning actual communication skills, my nigga. Like, you can't just get on the <laughs> breakfast club and start talking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit wild to me. Bro, he looked... He Brooklyn, this nigga looks so bad, bro. Like, this nigga on here talking about, oh, yeah, we still throwing quarantine parties. I got six to eight, ten hoes coming in the house. They're like, what you got to do about your child? Oh, they go upstairs in the third floor, party on down in the first floor. And then he got the nerve to tell D-Wade how to raise his kids. But this nigga having hoes in the house, doing all kind of crazy shit, smoking weed. So, but Boosie's a, I would have never said that on camera. And then, Angela, if you don't watch Angela E. Face when he said that, he said, he not he don't believe in quarantine. He just worked by faith. And then the kicker when when he was like, "Oh yeah, I beat the shit out of my kids." I was like, "Nigga, so you just don't have to say, bro." That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, I'm telling you, like watching that conversation, it was almost like he just thought he was 
on a on a IG call with one of his partners. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like he didn't know that what the fuck he was saying. Like nigga, people are watching you say this, bro. Like there's yeah. millions of people that are gonna be watching this, my nigga. Like I thought he, I think he really just thought he was chopping it up with Charlemagne. And when they realized that, bro, you can notice at a point in the interview, it was almost like they started talking to him as if like, like he was a little kid, like they was egging him on to say some old crazy shit. But and that's when I was like, all right, this is embarrassing, bro. That and they was trying to save him at some points because it was like, bro, you said Envy was like, uh, Envy said some shit about how, oh yeah, but you you do it for real, real valid reasons. He was like. He was like, I beat their fucking ass. I tear their ass up. And then he was like, well, well, it got to be something bad. And, and Angela was like, well, what do they have to do? And he was like, one of them drank the boozy juice. And then Charlamagne in the face oh, was like, shit. Jesus, you had the boozy juice. Yo. Yeah, no, Brooklyn, this nigga's wildin'. Bro. See, and that's yeah, the thing, bro. though, right, is that I can tell when Boosie goes on the, the Breakfast Club that Angela Yee does not like it, right? Bro, he goes on the Breakfast it's, Club it's because Charlamagne. Women. It's Charlamagne, yeah. bro. Charlamagne is the one that's like, Boosie, come on the show, bro. Come fuck with us, bro. I'm telling yeah. you, it's Charlamagne. Yeah. But that's how, uh, and that's how Envy is. Envy is always trying to save, he's always trying to save somebody by like trying to curtail them in a certain way. And if they don't listen, then obviously Envy stopped pushing. And yeah, then Charlemagne just attack it. Yeah, because once he can only save you from Charlemagne but for so long before Charlemagne put you on the open fire. Like once he got you on there and the roaster, yeah. there's nothing I can do about it. And that's yeah. what happened in Doom. Like you said, the thing that I it, so it was the wage shit, the kids, and then the final one was women. That nigga had the nerve to say, Oh yeah, my uh, my I was mad at my bitch. I had to I had to chew out, and it was like, what she did, what she did. She was like, oh, I was fucking for hour and thirty, and she didn't want to fuck no more. Like, yo, that's nigga. crazy, bro. Like, he was saying, I took the covers, told her go sleep somewhere else, bitch. You're not welcome in this room. And he just the way he was just talking about these women every time he said some Angela yeah, just put down. And then this nigga had the nerve to say, uh, you know, show me your pussy lips, I'll pay you a thousand dollars. This nigga ain't pay nobody. Yeah, bro. No, when he said that on the thing, I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, he basically told the world that he's scamming bitches on these lives. Because they, they really thinking it's like Tory shit. Because, you know, like, Tory actually giving cash prizes and shit. So they thinking it's like Tory shit, and they on here fucking, you know what I mean? It's, it's 70,000 people in his live. You getting ass naked, you think you about to make some money, and he like, psych, ain't paying you shit. One you know bitch what I mean? though, and she ain't getting no money. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Boosie, That's crazy, bro. I ain't paid for pussy since 2003. Well, I got to pay for pussy. I'm a rapper. These hoes love entertainers. Yeah. Philly Yee face was just... Bro, that was another part where Yee was like, you could tell she was getting mad because he was like, a thousand dollars? That was just me talking on that. He was like, I ain't paying a bitch shit. Yeah. Bitch ain't getting shit for me. I'm like, yo, this nigga's wild, bro. <laughs> this nigga's crazy. Charlamagne was like, so you telling me you ain't buy a bag for a bitch? He was like, man, last time I paid for pussy was in 2003. Me and my homeboy ran a train on a bitch, and we paid $200. I came so fast, I said, fuck these hoes. I ain't paying bitches nothing no more. That's a fact, bro. <laughs> Yo. That's a fact. He really got on there and said that. Like, like Boosie, Boosie really done after this. I don't think, like, too many. He's still going to have, like, his hood audience. But as far as, like, getting mainstream like he was trying to do, it's done for that, bro. And my thing is, he was at the point, due to the fact that his live, he was getting popularity, and they brought him on here to like to kind of. I felt like they asked him on there to clean shit up, like so right. he 
corporate dollars. And he did not clean nothing up. He made it worse. Mm-mm, bro, he yeah. don't want corporate dollars. All he put this is why he put his money into Boosie Juice and and tax tax places and, and check cashing places. This man knows his audience and he knows who really his breadwinners are. He gotta keep it in the hood. He gotta help them get out their tax evasion. He gotta help them clear them checks. A yeah. boosie, a fool. Anything else you got on this dude? Because that, that, that's all I got. This nigga is just wild. Yeah, that's that's it, man. Boosie just need a he need to clean it up, bro. Yeah. I, I hope niggas don't think like that's how all Louisiana niggas are. Because I feel like people outside of Louisiana, bro, they have that like they think that that's how we all are. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like, no, I- not living in Louisiana, I can attest to that. You know what I mean? I'm in Nevada now in Vegas, and it's like. I feel like people look at my accent and they know that I'm like from the South and they feel like, oh, he one of them gangster niggas. <laughs> always think I'm into some crazy shit. Oh, and I'm like, yo, we are at a corporate job in an office. We're gonna What do you think job. I'm doing? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Right. Oh, How really out here trapping? You think I'll be here? <laughs> like, come on, man. But it's because of look at who represents us. Like, I love Lil Wayne to death, but every time Wayne talks, I'm just like, please, Wayne, don't put your foot in your mouth today. Please don't. So we got Wayne who just say who don't know what's going on but Wayne's world. Then we got Kevin Gates talking talking the craziest shit ever. But Gates yeah. stating us in the I went to uh, college in jail, so try to be sophisticated way, but still saying ignorant shit. And then Boosie is the I didn't go to college in jail, nigga. I was just working out. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's but, what we got see, Let me let me tell you what Gates actually smarter than them at is because Gates made it to a certain level in the game where he realized like okay. I don't want over the the local audience. Now it's time to bring it worldwide. True. You know what I mean? And he got into the I'm I'm Islam. I'm all yeah. about peace and love. And you know, like he he changed the image. He That's went, true. you know, like people started looking at him because he was so wild. But then when he realized, like nigga, I gotta clean it up. Oh, I fucked the money up. You know what I mean? Right. I think he trying to take care of his family and do actual good shit. You know what I mean? Like I respect true. Gates. No, I, I I agree with that. I'm not going to even, because you're right. I think when he went to jail for kicking that girl, that's what changed everything. Because yeah. before when he went to jail, I remember Brooklyn, we talked about this on this pod, this nigga was wilding. Yeah, he yeah. really was. He wasn't even, he, he didn't give a fuck before. No, it was, it was, jail changed everything. And when he saw he could almost lose his daughter and son, I think that's what really set Gates off. Luckily, currency is holding it down for us. Look at educated yeah. a rapper. Cause... But currency always been a solid guy. Always. Yeah, since the beginning. Since no, the beginning. big facts. But speaking of rappers, we got to take it to New York. We got our New York correspondent back. <laughs> so I got to know how this nigga feel. Ja Rule went on live and was like, oh, I want to do one of these IG live battles versus 50 Cent. I'm going to ask you, Brooklyn, before we start discussing it, who you think would win between Ja Rule and 50 Cent and why? 50 Cent started a movement. Ja Rule made three love songs with Ashanti. Oh! We're going to start it right there, right? Three? Remember when we talked about... Uh, he did make three love songs with Ashanti. He, I mean, he got hits. He got hits. But I'm saying, what do people know him nationwide for? Oh, his love... three love songs with Ashanti. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at here. Yeah. 50 Cent had everybody wearing wife beaters to the store. And he had us all playing a video game that True. everybody's mom was trying to get banned. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That there g- is a huge fun. difference in the nationwide spread that that 50 did 
versus what Ja Rule did. Because I got 100 guns, 100 clips, nigga. I'm from New and, York. It's the same way, bitch, I'm from Louisiana. It don't work when you leave the state borders. Oh, I like that song. I got 100 guns, 100 clips. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Those songs are hits, but they don't resonate nowhere else outside of the borders of that state. That's true. Yeah. So John got a lot of he got a lot of New York hits, and yeah, you you got a point. New York City got a lot of people in it, but at the same time, nationally, Fifty Cent hit all the marks, then put himself on two video games, bro. Yeah, that's true. Then did the movie. Okay, but about my his life. My nah, he got a good point. He got a good point. Bro, I never thought he, about it like that. But this is an IG live music battle. So with Facts. 50 and can play all of Get Rich or Die Trying, which is a smash. But after Get Rich or Die Trying, what are you going to play? But see, look, this is the thing. Remember when, when uh, what was, it was a couple of weeks ago, Manny Fresh went live against... Uh, oh, yeah. Against uh, Scott Storch. And because Scott Storch is so well-known, Manny got hits, bro. And Manny was producing all of these albums by his Yeah. Self. Scorch had co-producers on most of those hits. Facts. Yeah. But what? who won? Yeah, well, we... Scorch, because of the fact that it's the public reception. And I know yeah. Josh is doing it to get to get buzz. Remember when we were talking about... Uh, we talk, who were we talking about? Teddy? Was it Riley? Mr. Yeah, Riley. <laughs> these dudes are just boring. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not following none of these fools. <laughs> Nowhere. All right? And yeah. Ja Rule has been a fool. I'm hyped for the Teddy Riley battle, though. All right, so you think 50 going to win. I'm going to just say this before I go to you, Doom. Ja Rule got always on time, mesmerized, is murder, living it up, <laughs> down-ass bitch, between me and you, clap back, holla, holla, murder. <laughs> Pride, Bro. Like, Ja Rule got hits, man. Yeah, see, and, and that's why it just depends on, like, what point of view you looking at it from. Because, like, I feel like, 50 was more for, like, the streets. You know what I mean? Like, he was one of those niggas that, like, kept it street and still made it far doing that. You know what I mean? So you respect the fuck out of somebody who can, like, stay that genuine to they hood shit, even in this, and make it work. You know what I mean? But then you got Ja Rule who went the other way and was just like, nigga, we chasing radio hits. And he got yeah, a Shanti yeah. and Him all and them fabulous. people. But it's Him like, fabulous, bro. yeah. But it's like, Ja Rule did some crazy shit too. You know what I mean? Like when you think about the numbers that he was able to do with those hits. Oh, especially as as like not a vocalist. Yeah. And he was making R&B songs like singing these little melodies and shit. And not Ja Rule sounded uh, like he smoked fucking <laughs> 10 packs of cigarettes for the session. You know what I mean? And it still he went off. You know what I mean? Voices. Yeah, yeah he do. bro. Look, I, another point to to what Brooklyn was saying. Another uh, this, I just thought about this. All Fifty Cent got to do is play the Ja Rule diss record, and that, yeah, that's, you know I, what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, that, yeah. That is, that's probably what he would do anyways. That's the thing is like, <laughs> I think Ja is just bored at the crib, and yes, he did have a great run. Don't get me wrong, but it's funny as hell to me that both of those dudes still who got their career ended by somebody else. Want to go head to head? Like, what if Kanye just jump in the middle of that when they doing <laughs> they battle, bro? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Because also, Curtis, the thing with these, that was it. Yeah, that's true. Like, like the thing with Ja that I respect is that he know that in those days when he was dropping those Ashanti singles, he was like, I was literally that nigga. Like, I was on top. Yeah. Like, nobody was fucking with me in that lane. You know what I mean? So, like, now that the wave is somewhere else and people forgot. 
I don't think he feel played when people say shit like that because he know he like, all right, yeah, my time over now. But I had I was on top. I knew, you know what I'm saying? I know I that I was still in the works. Yeah, like, I think he still I, hurt, I think, yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something inside you that be like, damn, I wish I still was on top. But it's just like I don't think he look at it as like a a a jab or something. Like he understand that nobody, unless you drink, well, you you can't just have no twenty year run. See, dude, let me you know say this. Mean? I think he hurting because I think it's like he feel Fifty Cent ended his like I'm gonna go I'm gonna rock with Brooklyn on this. I think he feel Fifty Cent ended his like when he was on top, Ja Rule was on top. But I think if if Fifty didn't do that beef, I think we'd see Ja Rule bigger than what he is because. When 50 did that, everybody just turned away from him. And then on top of the B battle, if 50 Cent play in the club, PIMP, window shopper, mini men, I don't know if Ja Rule got many answers to that. I don't think he yeah. do, bro. In terms of stuff like that, ooh. Yeah, I don't, that, shop, no. I don't think he got I'm, answers to those kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with y'all. I'm saying Get Rich or Die Trying is probably in one of my, like, top classic Oh, it's, rap it's, albums. It's, it's in you know my top mean? ten, and I may, maybe my top five, depending. I gotta. It's definitely. I, I can't top say that Ja Rule is anywhere near. I don't think any of his projects. Oh, no. is anywhere near my top. Yeah, 10. nah. But yeah, I don't know, cause I feel like Ja know that though. Like he know that he wasn't. His pen wasn't nice. Like it wasn't like he was just right. this nigga that was gonna bar you to death. <laughs> and he didn't have like crazy vocals like he knew that but he would just had a way like he knew he found a lane like he was like i'm gonna team up with fucking murder Inc. and ashanti get all these crazy people on my song and we gonna go you know what i mean like they all fed off each other so yeah, like they all shit. started phasing out and then he knew like all right well we had a good run like i think he understand like he know he know that he not trying to fight for oh i'm best rapper to ever live put some respect on my name type shit like i feel like he okay with that because niggas been poking fun at him forever like when he did yeah. the milwaukee buck shit and <laughs> they made the like they've been poking fun at him forever but the fact that he even still do the show is like yo he he know what's up like he cool with where he at and then all and then don't let 50 get on there and say nigga didn't you do the fire fest <laughs> right exactly yeah. you know what i'm saying it's just <laughs> It's just certain things that I know he would come at him for. But I, 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 another thing, another New York thing that I know eats at him is the fact that uh, Remy Ma got out of jail and was able to continue making money. And the fact that Fat Joe has never stopped making money. So yeah. I think those two people that's really right. start to eat at him, especially Fat Joe. True. See, yeah, that's different. That's different for sure. Like, I think those people, like, because they was in that, for real, the same lane. Like yeah. they was both trying to do the same shit. They had that New York sound. They had that like formula for putting hits together where they get Women, the yeah. fire producer, they get the storch, they get the that person, and or then they, they get, get the one of the little R and B singers on the hook, yep. and you got your hit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's oh, I don't I don't know if I want that Ja Rule 50 cent, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Cause 50, if I'm 50, why do that? Like like Brooklyn said, this is more. This is to help Ja. This not. This, I don't yeah. think Fifty Cent wins in this any type of way. Like even if he won the battle, which I think he would, and most people think he would, what does he benefit from this? Fifty Cent is now a TV and movie mogul. I'm not messing with Ja Rule ass. But no. I, I gotta say, Fifty Cent <laughs> is looking dirty because I think anybody who is co-signing Six Nine needs to be ashamed of himself. And Fifty Cent was like, "That's his mama child," but I would rather deal with Six Nine than my own son Marcus. 50 Cent is a dog-ass nigga for that yeah, shit, bro. Yeah, that, that shit's still yeah. weird to me. 
Yeah, with his son, that shit, and that nigga look just like, like, just like 50 Cent. And it's weird. Like, I agree with you, but that shit is weird. Like, the fact that you gonna claim somebody else and not claim your own son, and I don't know their personal business, but I don't know if there's anything that could ever happen between me and my child mama that would make me not fuck with my child. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. Like, that shit is, and like, he look, out of all the 50 Cent's kids, that's the one that looked the most like him. Yeah. Like just like it, it had to be a chick he was messing with before the fame. Yeah, like before I, the I, money I, came. It had to be. That's the only reason you would do somebody like that. You know what I mean? And that's my th- like the baby mama should never come between you and your child. Like Drake has shown, like, gotta give Drake his props, man. Cause like oh, he called this nigga always find his way to Drake said baby mama a fluke, but he still loved Lil Adonis. Yeah, yeah, like, that's a fact. And no cap, bro, most niggas of that kind of fame would have tried to figure out a way to like did that before it happened. Word. Because you 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 knew the moment he found out that it was even possible. You know what I'm saying? He was on the situation. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you don't just slip up and not know you slipped up. You know That's what I mean? True. Like every nigga know, like, damn, bro, I did a little too much. And let you me know be what honest, I mean? <laughs> like, look, bro, I don't I now that like I'm Look, I'm gonna keep it a bean. This my this is the pod, and I and I say I speak my mind and I say what it is. Now that a nigga smashing raw, and been smashing raw for a while, it's like, yo, you I know feel that first one. You know damn well, like he's in Brooklyn, my nigga. The moment you feel your leg jerk that first time, it's time to pull out, nigga. And if you wait past the first jerk, you is clowning because you gonna come in a girl, and you and like you should know at this point. I don't care if you dr- I've been drunk. I, I've been everything, and I know damn well when that first jerk come, no matter how fucked up I am, nigga, pull your dick out. Use a clown. Yeah, and bro, what's crazy is I don't know what it is about niggas, but no matter how many times we prove to ourselves that we ain't about to stop that from happening, we still try to hold out like, nah, I'm good, I'm straight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we still think that... And then it pull up on us, and we like, fuck. Yeah, now we in a shitty situation. No, yep. nigga, that's dumbass for not pulling out, dude. Yep. <laughs> and that's the same thing. Like, I don't understand, like, 50, bro. Like, the kid is yours. The kid is obviously yours. Cool. If you want to bash his mom, bash his mom. Do whatever you want. But why but you always bringing the kid into Yeah, this? exactly. That just exactly. messed me up. And, like, I love, I, I, I love 50 Cent as an entertainer, but as a man, I, I just look at him with questions. I got 21 yeah. questions. So it's just like, Jesus, nigga, you is, you is a clown. But, all right, that's all I really got on 50. Time to bring it to someone that I know Brooklyn just can't stand. Who is going to win the battle? Because I'm excited for this a battle. Oh, I want, man. I want to see versus either JD or Dr. Dre. Who y'all think got the best chance of winning? I'm going to go to Doom first. Who you think going to win? Uh, who you think you would rather see Diddy face, JD, or uh, and that's Jermaine Dupree or yeah. Dr. Dre? Man. I don't know if I'm whack for saying this, but I guess because I'm from the South. But I'm gonna say Dupree, just because it'll be more entertaining to me. Oh, I agree with that. I don't same. think Drake. Same. I don't think. No, I, don't I think, think everybody thinks the same thing. Like <laughs> Drake just got the chronic and like a bunch of Eminem and a bunch of Fifty Cent. But when you battling Diddy, Diddy got Joe to see one. Two, like you gotta have R and B hits and Jermaine Dupree. Yeah. If for Pharrell, if Diddy not battling Pharrell, the only person I think honestly could take him is a Jermaine Dupree. Yeah. If we talk, yeah, I think I think that'll be interesting, like, bro. In terms of making it interesting, I feel like somebody battling Dre should be somebody who's only made rap music. 
rap yeah. music, right? Because like from his time with NWA all the way up until his his little collab with with um with Kendrick, yeah, it's always been just rap. You know what I'm saying? So like. Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for me to be like excited or giddy for me to see P. Diddy go up against him. I want to see P. Diddy and J D. Like that's when I heard about the options, I was like, J D, hands down. What? Like, what are we even talking about here? JD got Usher, yeah. JD got Mariah, like JD got a lot of different and people don't give JD credit. Nah, they really don't, bro. He said this, he was like, Is Puffy in the Songwriters Hall of Fame? And it's true. JD JD is in the song, it's only him and, and Jay-Z. That's yep. it. Like, I mean, if we're being honest here, did anybody ever think that J- uh, that Puff had a pen? Oh, well, yeah. Okay, but see, okay, songwriting. Uh, I when you when you look at songwriting credits in Doom, you could correct me on this because you're a producer. But don't producers get included in songwriting even if you don't write the song? Yeah, yeah, he'll be in the credits, but they'll have um, like when they when they put him on the producer, it's mainly like. Diddy was the dude in charge of saying, I think that this particular producer, his sound would fit the best with this particular artist. And we're going to do this type of track. Like he guided the whole thing, but he let the creativity take it to what they was best at. Yeah. Like kind of like what they do with, with Storch. Like they know this nigga's amazing on the keys. So we'll pair Storch up with another writer in this genre that's killing it. And we'll get this nigga to fill the rest of the beat in around his keys. Cause he he got the trap beats moving. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he true. was he was a genius with that shit, bro. Like you gotta like that shit take a lot of credit. No, like, no people fact. downplay it because it's different than the traditional I'm a producer or it's you know, I'm a writer. Yeah. He took on all the roles. And that shit is difficult. Like everything was his decision. If it didn't work, nigga, it was a lot of niggas looking at Diddy like, you, you fucked you, this up for me. You know what I mean? No, you're right. And, like, he do it better than Khaled. But, Brooklyn, you do have a point. I don't know if Diddy would be in the Songwriter Hall of Fame because he's not writing songs. He'd be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Which yeah, I think there we go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he could get there. But I don't see, I don't, I mean, J.D. got a but point. J.D. actually but I mean, like, wrote. He's throwing a jab at something that he knew that he was never writing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like J.D. just found that out. J.D. been knowing that Diddy wasn't writing. Yeah, and I, I believe JD wrote actually wrote some shit for Diddy. Like Diddy didn't had everybody write some shit. Yo, that's right. Diddy, that's what I'm saying. Diddy is a wild boy, but I gotta give Diddy his props because that little uh, even though I know you don't fuck with him, B, that uh, that little uh, uh, live stream he did, he raised a lot of money for people. And I, I saw it. I yeah, saw it. listen, that was a good. I didn't say nothing. My reason is for me to always be in the rest of my life, bro. You know. Yeah, we don't have to sleep. And they came up with the facts. Unless they come out with the facts and they tell me they uh, got forensic proof that Diddy ain't have no nothing to do with my dog Christopher Wallace passing. I'm always gonna be anti. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. I know. I feel you. But hey, uh, one thing that was weird. I don't know if y'all saw this, but bro, if I'm Alex Rodriguez, I'm not letting my girlfriend call Diddy Poppy on the IG live and have her ass shaking her ass in front of without me and like me and my wife. Yeah, like, I, my uh, yeah, my fiance. I think engaged now. He wildin', bro. I would never yeah. let uh, a hey, poppy. Come on, a rod. Love your music. Come on, poppy. I'm gonna shake my ass on the lot. Like, nah, nigga. And, and I saw people saying that's oh, it's cool. Exes could be cool. That's different, bro. Like that. Like I asked my girl, I was like, if I got on a live and you was there with me, and one of my ex got on and called me poppy, she was like, I'm gonna jump through that phone and try to rip, rip that bitch hair off. Yeah, bro. But it's it's wild, bro. Like you gotta think, 
I'm looking at A-Rod because it's like, it's no way you just go home as a public figure and you just let that shit rock. Ah, like, yeah. You got to tell her, like, yo, relax. Any <laughs> nigga, any nigga, bro. Any, I don't care who you are, what your values are, what you think about it. Like, any nigga should be like, yo, relax. relax. Yeah. Like, you got to dead that shit. Before you even get to that point, you got to dead that shit, bro. Like, cause if she feel like that, like if she feel comfortable just doing that for another nigga with everybody to see, bro, she think you like the ultimate simp nigga. Yeah. Like this nigga ain't buy shit. Yeah, but still have him after this anyway. What are you gonna do? Get mad? <laughs> like that's what she was thinking when she did that. <laughs> yeah, no, A Rod just he give an inch and that bitch took a mile. So he yeah, she bro, gonna keep shit up. I would that never let that shit go down. Also, did you saw Diddy said Drizzy in his top five? I gotta, I just gotta throw that out there. Yeah, yeah I mean, of course he did. We talk about what we, who are we talking about here? Who, but the way Diddy said it, though, I gotta say you could tell that they had beef and tension because Diddy said two, three years ago, I didn't know if he was gonna make it, but you put the work in, and now I gotta give you the props. You in top five? Nah, nigga, two, three years ago, that nigga still was top five. Yeah, you yeah, just had a yeah. But I mean, two, if you think two, about it, years ago, bro, he was at the top of his game. Like right. I think he t he taking step backs now. I think he pulling out slowly on purpose. Like he trick, he figuring out a way to exit rap to oh, still be able to make so much money off of it without actually having a rap. Cause he's building himself to that kind of brand. Oh, I think like, he Drake, oh, Drake yeah. gonna be one of them. He could never come out with new music ever again. Drake oh. could take two years off and come back and perform the same shit, and niggas gonna still buy the ticket to the show because that's fucking Drake. We you know said, what I mean? We said this before you got on the pod, Doom. I and me and Brooklyn talked about this. I think Drake got two more albums in him before it's like done, done. I think the next album gonna be super rap, so he could give it to his rap fans. I think he's gonna do a singing album, and then it's gonna be just acting. Like it's gonna be acting. Yeah. Nigga got a weed company in Canada that's gonna be one of the biggest weed companies ever. He got he he the CEO now. He basically took over Battle Rap and URL when he partnered with that caffeine shit. He the spokesman of it. So like Drake got so many and Euphoria is one of the biggest shows on HBO. If you Drake, why the fuck are you rap like what unless you love it? Like unless you seriously just love making music and that's all you want to do and like i assume he's gonna be like jay-z give us an album maybe once every three four years but it's not gonna be like it was he's definitely slowing down like for sure for sure yeah i, I think he, I gotta, he, oh, he's yeah. preparing for the j stage for sure mm -hmm. what you was gonna say i think he's uh i think he's gonna um what you call it i think he takes the rock and kevin hart and puts them in the retirement home in terms of mm -hmm. them being on in the dim in like five seven blockbusters a year when when he's ready they are going to be sitting somewhere and we're finally going to be like, thank God you don't have to see these two make an ass out of themselves for the bag ever again. Because Drake is going to be, he's going to have writers, not, not, the, not the people that was helping Eddie Murphy write them corny ass uh, Norbert movies and shit. You feel me? Like, it's going to be legitimate yeah. writers out there putting good movies together. It's not going to be the, and it's not going to be something where he's like one-sided where it's just straight action or it's going to be something where it's like, you know, like so uh, do a range. Yeah, he's going to be able to do a range. He's going to have the right writers around him other than like these, oh, let's make another family movie with a little bit of action in it. Like, I can't, I can't, yeah. I cannot <laughs> watch those two anymore because it's just, it just, it, you know what it reminds me of? Vin Diesel before he found the fast, the, the fast and furious. Yes, that's what it reminds me of. Like, you're not, we're not doing this. I'm not watching these movies. <laughs> and I'm done with Fast and the Furious. 
I ain't been done. Done. Yeah, do no it. Thing. Yeah, they but, gotta hang that one up, bro. Yeah. That that series is going on way too long. That's like if Drake it, was to keep rapping, we would start to start to critique it like that. Like, yeah, yeah. All right. This is you know what I'm saying. So like, you gotta know when is a great time to pull out. Pull out. I feel like Fast and the Furious did not figure that out, and now they've ruined it. Yeah, yeah. facts. They should have pulled out when Paul Walker died because that was the yes. last. That was it. When they had to figure out a way to to kill him off in the movies. Cool. Boom. Done. This is it. Put a bow on it. Yeah. You want to know something crazy? They thinking, and this is not even movie talk, but they thinking about putting a straight up CGI Paul Walker in the new one. No. Yo, yeah, they, yeah. they can't do that. That's crazy. Like straight, no. straight up sick. CGI, and they're going to say he didn't die, he back. That's They're crazy, sick. Bro. Yeah, that's that's like, yo, you too thirsty for the bag. Yeah, this but, is this, that's disturbing, honestly. That's all Vin got, because after The Rock and Jason Statham started that Hobbs and Shaw shit, Huh, that's the fast spinoff that everybody wants. Niggas don't want Vin no more, so Vin trying to think of ways to make it pop. Vin put Cardi B in a Fast and the Furious movie. You know shit is, is down yeah, here. It's, yeah, it's done. It's done. And, yeah. and speaking of Cardi B, I wanted to ask y'all, who do y'all think is the best female rapper right now? And I know there's people like Rhapsody, who is like the lyrical. The Obviously, if we're talking about rapping ability, there's no female that raps better than Rhapsody. Rhapsody killing these men. But in terms of like hits and who's the the forefront of female rap, I think it's not Meg the Stallion. I think it's Doja Cat. In terms of like 2020? Yeah, in, th- in terms of like... Right? Yeah, 2020, Doja Cat hit the ground running. Uh, all that stuff that happened with, with Megan's uh, management team and the record label and holding the album out and stuff like that, she can't, she can't literally sit here and tell herself that, you know, she's on top. This year, definitely when it comes to hitting the ground hard and running... It's, it's Doja, for sure. And, and that album that Meg dropped is not as good as the Doja Project. No, and I'm pretty sure, isn't that the, isn't the word around the town is that, that Megan album isn't the album? That's the, the shit that she's putting out to try to compensate for the thing, album yeah. that Facts. But the thing is, she didn't put enough songs on it, so they're going to have to put, she's still going, when they put the album out, she's still going to be under the contract, because she only put eight songs and they needed like 10 to uh, 15. Her well, dumb ass. Dumb as hell. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're a big, I know you're a big Doja fan. What you think? Because I think Doja's killing it right now. Yeah, she definitely she moving. Like I noticed with like her lives and just everything that like how she moving during the quarantine. She hitting it. Like she really setting herself ahead of the pack. You know what I mean? Like because I didn't really count her in that discussion last year. You no. know what I mean? Like she was dope. I thought she was dope, but I didn't. I didn't think she was on that level. But she actually doing her shit. I just think, like, Meg, she's so much more marketable. You know what I mean? Like, she got a wider audience. She know how to get the little quick hits. You know what I mean? She's saying everything she say and do, people run with it. I don't know what it is about Meg, but it don't matter what she say. People rock with her. Now, that's true, but I think because the music is falling off, I think that may fall off because Doja... Funny enough, I think Doja may be more marketable to other. Because when I saw Doja do the, the Shakespeare singing Roddy Rich, I was just like, "Yo, okay, she know how what she doing." And I don't know. I think whereas nah, I think she's just a weirdo, bro. Because that's how I found her in the first place <laughs> was her doing strange shit like that. I don't think that's about. I don't think that was anything other than Doja being Doja. But I think that's yeah. why it makes her great. Because that's just her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you yeah, gotta Meg, respect what Meg she's doing, and that's Meg why people is in, is in booty show twerking. You're right. You got exactly. point. Yeah. And I think yeah. Meg is for the ratchets, whereas 
Yeah, Doja can get her ratchet shit off when she show her body and whatnot, because we all know she's fine. But I think Doja got a little more to offer in terms of music, whereas Meg just making twerk music. Yeah. Well, I mean, she got a rap. She got that rap shit too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, don't you got to hit out right now? Say so. Like, I don't know. Like, Meg only hit that went out is Hot Girl Summer. Those those you got multiple hits that that didn't made the charts, bro. Say so. Uh, let me see some other ones that that I know that made Juicy. the charts. Juicy, the moo moo joint with the with the cow shit, bitch. Yeah, I'm that, that that one we not counting that one, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like okay, we so, not so that keep one. it can't keep it real, keep it real, keep it real. If does does Doja have any songs that equal the magnitude of Hot Girl Meg's, song? No, Meg's no. new song right now, the one that's exactly. like really moving. Yeah, exactly. oh, there I you think go. So. Because because if you go on TikTok and Instagram, the two songs that women are dancing to the most is Say So and Savage. That's See, crazy. my thing is, I think... I didn't know I that. Think I, there's a song before Hot Girl Summer. What is the, the song before Hot Girl Summer is the song that... Uh, fuck. Shit. I can't even think of the shit right now. But Megan's, Megan's first... Her first project, right? I don't... I can't say that other than, obviously, but Moo was a joke. There's nothing before that that makes people say that Doja has staying power. That's the problem. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the counter argument would be, if I was on that side, but I think Doja won fine ass, beautiful black woman. <laughs> if I was on the other side, they would say that without TikTok, there's no Doja Cat. Ooh, okay. Uh, which if one I'm, about Brooklyn? Because I'm trying to find the song that Meg had before. Big Old Freak and- Oh yeah, and, uh, Big Old Freak, yeah, you yeah. right. Yeah, Yeah. damn, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm underselling Megan. She got and she had like cash hits, shit hits, with, with um she had the cash shit with the baby. True, 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 true. Yeah, it is big old freak. You right. Damn, yeah, big old freak was huge. She a big old freak. Yeah, no, damn. Megan is Megan still might be on top, but yeah. I I think Doja got a shot to overtake it. Let I do, see. I do think because like I said, that's why I started it with I do believe that no girl has hit 2020 harder than than um than Doja Cat because she did hit the ground running. And with all this shit going on with Megan and her management team and all that shit going on with the album, that's like the Lil Wayne thing. We said it wouldn't hurt him, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it hurts you. It does hurt yeah. you. And you can't put that project out, it hurts. It hurt him bad. But yeah. sp- speaking of people hitting the ground running hard, Tory Lanez is killing it with from Quarantine Radio, but I think New Toronto 3 is the best album Tory Lanez has put out. And I'm saying album. Like, when I oh, count yeah. albums, I'm talking I Told You So, uh, Memories Don't Die, uh, Love Me Now, and then Chicks Tape 5. I think Chicks Tape 5 was great, and I, and I loved it, but I think due to what I'm learning now by Tory's record label, if Tory had full creative control over Chicks Tape 5, I think it would have been a lot better. Whereas New Toronto 3, he was getting off his contract, and it was like, just put out whatever you want, nigga. And the fact that they let him have creative control, bro... I love Pricey and Spicy, The Coldest Playboy, Stupid Again, Ten Fucks. You see that Dope Boy's Diary and Accidents Happen? Mm. Bars. And then the Pain Joint? Bars. Adidas? Bars. Who Needs to Love is the Radio Smash? Uh, I don't really fuck with Do the Most. But you see Penthouse Red, Letter to the City, Back in Business? Them songs, like, I gotta give Tori his props. I think this is the best we've seen Tori act creatively. And I think he took a page out of another Toronto's artist, you know, book where you gotta you gotta put out that album so that way the 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 record label knows, okay, look, now he's just doing whatever we want so he can get out of his contract. So just let him go. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
you yeah. gotta, you gotta, as a business standpoint, you know, you gotta know when to hold them. You gotta know when to fold them, baby. And yeah, the record label knew that there was nothing else they could do. This was the last project, and Tory's big enough that he can. The next album that is coming out is gonna be under his own fucking name. Yeah, that next project gonna be crazy, dude. What'd you think of New Toronto Three? I thought this Bro, was amazing. I'm, I'm saying, I think the dude is literally genius level marketer. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he, oh, yeah. Bro, think about the fact that he got the quarantine radio shit to pop. Because if you think that shit was just an accident, <laughs> niggas it asleep. Was, yeah, like, yeah, he man. intentionally started that shit because he knew. He was like, all right, what can I do now that all these motherfuckers who was normally working and busy, not doing, not paying attention to their phone, now that everybody is looking at their phone, what can I do to keep people entertained? They can't go nowhere. They can't do shit. He literally figured out a way. Bro, this man had like, what, 400,000 people on a live? And you know that's what the I mean? Thing. He went from, because I remember when he first started, I'm going to watch a Tory Lanez live because I'm a fan of Tory Lanez. When he first started, he had maybe 15,000 max. This nigga went from 15,000, the next day 100,000, the next day 200,000. And then the day he got Drake on, he went to 300,000. But after that, no more Drakes. Like you said, Doom, this nigga had 400,000 to half a mil. On an yeah, Instagram live. Oh, and, and just for the people who don't understand that, like, it's not just a, oh, I got a bunch of people on my stream. I feel good about myself. Like, you got to think about the power that and leverage into a business deal that that give you. When you Thanks. get niggas on your live that, like, these are more people watching at the same time than they do cable television. Exactly. You know what right. I mean? He get like, numbers like the Super Bowl. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, bro. And we talking about, like, how much does people do people want to pay you to let's say I'm Hennessy, right? I hit Tory Lanez up like, yo, I love that shit you're doing on that live. Let me pay you to drink some Hennessy. I'll right. send you just, some bottles. Just, send you all we need to do is put a couple in the background. We, 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 we keep a check with the Ciroc because he had he wasn't having Ciroc at first. Then this nigga got a bottle girl that just bring out Ciroc anytime somebody come on. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and and if you don't think that there's business going on with just those little subtle things that the average people not paying attention to. But you know what that's doing to the 20, 21-year-old? That's like, yo, I'm about to go turn up tonight. What I'm drinking, man? Let's drink whatever Tori was drinking because that nigga was lit. And they, <laughs> like, they go get Ciroc. Like you that. know what I mean? That's money, bro. Like, people make, they making moves. Like, Tori is a legend. And I know people not going to really care about that side of what he's doing. Like, most people critique just the music. Which I can't lie, New Toronto Three lived up to that hype too. Mm -hmm. Like he checked off all the boxes. I don't know how is, you could say a negative on the man at all. You know no what I mean? No promotion. This nigga sold more than Chicks tape at first week. No promotion. Sixty k, and to say sixty k on a mixtape because he don't consider this an album, but it is. But he considered a mixtape sixty thousand with no promotion, no real singles, just promoting on quarantine, and and you getting sixty uh sixty k first week and it's still growing. And you getting bro. over 100K street like, nah, bro, Tory bro. won. Like, this will win. This, this go back to what I was saying earlier. It's like, you got to keep in mind that this was, like you said earlier, this was the album to, like, get him out of the deal. So with this being the album that we got, that mean that Tory's sitting there thinking, like, all right, I got some shit that's going to be better than this. And he confident right. of it because he put this out. You know what I mean? Like, this is the shit that he just gave the label as the last fuck you, because now he really getting to the bag. But he confident he got better shit. 
Like I see how he he moving and it's it's genius, bro. Like because like, now that numbers, you you turn the, oh go ahead finish up because I'm, I'm gonna get the numbers after. Yeah, you you turn all those numbers on the on the live into okay. Let me just see what this nigga doing on live to like oh shit now I'm a fan now we gotta check for what's next. You know what I mean? Like he didn't yep. fumble the bag, and that's and the, where I give him the respect. And the thing is, he gained. And shout out to Noah Miller. Noah Miller laid out the stats. This nigga gained 2.2 million Instagram followers in less than 30 days, plus a 90% boost in YouTube subscribers. He now has more monthly Spotify listeners than Nav, Russ, and Meek Mill. Quarantine radio was the leverage move of the year for independent artists because now he independent artists. He sold 55 to 60K units. That's selling. That's without streaming. That's what he just sold by itself. Money straight. Well, he don't get that go to the label, but still. And unit sales are down 20%. So for him to actually sell 60K numbers, and that's not even the streaming numbers, yeah. big win, major. Yeah. Like and, and just think, bro, like when you end the deal, he moving like money is moving off of everything that he been doing, even though he hasn't been considered a crazy success. Like money's moving millions of dollars, but shit hit different when you got to give, you know, 50, 65 percent of your pie to the label. Now yeah. you making a power move when you saying like, nigga, I control all of it. The money that don't stay with me, it go to the people that I decided to pay. I hired this person on like he, you can control the full thing. And now that he's free to do that, bro, I think Tory really going to be, he's going to jump into that conversation of the next level people. We're but not going to talk about him. He should have been in that, but I'm glad yeah. it's happening now because Tory is talented to where he could be in the Travis Scott conversation. Like, That's he should fact. be in the next generation after the Drake, the Cole, the Kendricks. Tory should be in there. There's no reason why he shouldn't. Yeah. And I think he, he might have passed them up in my personal book i know a lot of people not gonna agree with that but i'm gonna tell you why because tory is not one of those rappers that make the singy songs but they can't really sing like he not like the ja rule or the 50 where they no, kind of hold a melody sing. but you know these right. niggas can't sing tory get on this shit and son can sing Facts. Like he can really like I can sing with Bryson Tiller. I can sing with these niggas. Brent Fires, even though he might not be as much of a vocalist as them, he can get in the same bag as them and do it well. Like niggas look at him like after the Chicks tape series, niggas look at him like, okay, this nigga dropping some R and B, this that shit. You got to throw this on the playlist. Like you can't hold him. True, he doing it. And then now with the new Toronto, I'm listening to his raps and I'm like, yo, he can do it with the best of the niggas that's rapping. That's true. Look, I'm not going to put him in because you're right. I think talent wise, he's he's passed them. But I think until he give he got to give me a real album so I can put him in that category. What yeah. I think the next project for Tory is crucial. Oh, crucial, I, think, crucial. I think I think he's going to hit, bro. Like I can't I bet against the man. Like look at every single move he made up until this point. He did not fumble the bag. No, he did. He saw the opportunity and he just went, bro. And I think like his label going to kill because he got this dude named Monsa who is so talented. Like, bro, Monsa is talented, bro. That 10 and, fucks is cold, bro. Yeah. And then the, the, the girl he got with him uh, that she, he took from Meek Mill on the on the low, <laughs> that, yeah. that was Meek Mill artist. I, I can't think of that girl name, but, uh, oh, man, it's, it's like Millie or something like that. Yo, she talented as hell, too. Tori about to be, because it's an independent label as well. He about to get the bag from somebody. Is it the same Millie that did the songs with Young Thug on the weird-ass oh. country album that he did? 
Now that I do not know. That is a good question, though. That I do not know. I, let me see. Millie Tory Lanes. Let me see. Because uh, I know. Oh, it's Mellie. M-E-L-L-I. I don't know if she was on. Or M-L-I-I. I don't know. I'm about to find out if she was. But she is. She kills it, bro. Like, and that's straight up Tory artist. But good for Tory Lanes, man. He is doing the damn thing. I'm happy for that dude. But uh, that's that's all we really got in terms of music. And uh, now it's time to get into the bag. It's time to get into the best black movie of all time. We have our bracket ready to go. Let me give you the regions in the rankings. And we gonna, uh, I'm going to write down who everybody say. And we're going to see who wins. So let me get this out. I'm going to write y'all's name down so we can fill this out and put this on Twitter. So we got Brooklyn, Brooklyn's winners, Brooklyn's, Dooms, Lindens. Okay, mine. All right, cool. Okay, so we're going to start off to the left, go down, and then go to the right. So starting off in the north bracket, we got number one seed, Friday, taking on the eighth seed, Jackson. What's it called, dude? Because this was the one. You, is, is Jackson 5 Am a Dream? American Dream. Yeah, yeah, American Dream. Yeah. American Dream. Okay, so Jackson 5, American Dream. Next up, at the fourth seed, we got Black Panther taking on Barbershop. At number three, we got Juice taking on New Jack City. And in the final it out, we got Dope taking on Straight Outta Compton. Let's go to the number one seed. Uh, I'll start off with you, Doom, first, since you, uh, select, since you suggested American Dream, Jackson 5. Who you got winning between Friday and Jackson 5, American Dream? Man. Hey, hey, you know which one I'm gonna pick, but American Dream was like that's. I think you gotta say that's a classic for me. Yeah, like it's one I, of those I movies you you can't watch it over and over because it's like eight hours long. You know what I mean? But everybody, everybody black has seen that movie at least once. You know what black. I mean? And it's like one of the hardest movies ever, bro. Like it literally went through these these niggas' whole life. They you know what I mean? Life, like bro. the the kid portion of Michael Jackson life was. Four hours long. Then you wasn't even halfway done with the movie. Like it was still going. Like you know what I mean. Like they really. Like, I like had it more a than crazy five. deep dive. That's why I didn't put the five heartbeats on this thing because I thought, nigga, Jackson Five American Dream better than that. Yeah, but I, I mean I can't go against Friday just because what Friday did culturally for us. Change you know what I mean? Change. Like that was kind of the the turning point with black film. Where Hollywood was like, all right, we got to take these niggas serious. You know what I mean? Like, True. they wouldn't give us a crazy role before that. You know what I mean? Like, the, the niggas that, that want to portray accurately what it was like being in the hood. Not the, I'm a gangbanger shooting niggas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. they, they wanted to accurately portray that. Nah, there's real human beings in the hood. We just black. But we do yeah. the same shit you do. We just <laughs> we got our way of doing it. You know what I mean? Like, they doing <laughs> yeah. the same shit, bro. They just thought that, oh, we can't do that in mainstream. People not going to like that. And they showed you, like, nah, nigga, we can make a hit movie just being us. Right. And look at all the little things culturally, like the little sayings that we just got in our everyday life from Friday. Like, people yeah. say, bye, Felicia. You know what I mean? People say, movie. like. You just got knocked the fuck out. Exactly. Like, that shit is just in our, it. like. It's in our the way we speak, and we don't even realize, like, yo, that's from Friday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Like no, that I'm, I'm, shit was a cultural movie. So I gotta go Friday, but still I gotta pay my respects to the Jackson Five movie. That shit. Was I dope. appreciate that. Uh, I got Friday as well. Brooklyn, what you got? Friday. Yeah, I got it as well. I I got nothing to say about the, the Jackson American Dream movie because Doom literally put all that what I was thinking into words. So Same. you gotta pay respects, but culturally, what Friday did. All right. <laughs> 100%. I'm with y'all. All right, so the next one, I'm starting this one off because I put this in here just so I could trash it. Number four, we got Black Panther it. versus Barbershop. And I'm going Barbershop, bro. Black oh, Panther. Shit. I knew that's why he put it Black in Black Panther to me is an overrated superhero film. Mm -hmm. First off, Black Panther isn't even the most interesting character in the fucking movie. It's Killmonger. Killmonger, whoop, basically the movie is him and Killmonger fight. Killmonger whoops his ass. He he heals up miraculously. And then they both get suits on. And the only reason why he wins is because an electric shock thing happens with the train. Otherwise, that nigga would have lost. The final scene wasn't that great. The uh the the uh all the shit with all the, the black love. Yeah, that shit was great. But this movie was mediocre. It's not even the best Marvel movie. It's nowhere near the best superhero film. For people saying it's better than Dark Knight, y'all smoking crack. This movie is average at best, where Barbershop, like Doom said with Friday, it showed you a look inside the black barbershop. You had iconic roles from Cedric the Entertainer. Ice Cube killed it. Uh, which my boy Anthony, Anthony, uh, fuck, what's his name from Blackest? Uh, shit. Anthony Anderson killed it. I really love Barbershop. You see Eve in there. You see the white guy who's trying to be a barber where people don't respect him. But then when you see his talent, you realize it's not about color. It's about if, you can, if you're actually talented. Barbershop just had a lot of good stuff in it. I'm going Barbershop at five. Brooklyn, are you going against me? You going Black Panther? No, listen. First of all, I got two things to say to you. One, I knew why you put it in there. Two, <laughs> why did you put it? In the ice cube bracket, because this is what this bracket is. This 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 region is the ice region. This, this, one, this one is the ice region. Okay. What I'm trying to figure out is why did you put it in the ice region? And if you were gonna put it in a region, why didn't you put like Blade or or Spawn or something like a a black a black win. movie? It was gonna win. Because <laughs> I'm thinking to myself like you know I mean look don't get me wrong the first Blade I loved it I fucking loved it all right but. You put it in there purposely in the ice region against no other superhero movie just for this. I knew what you was doing. I'm thinking Barbershop because, yes, like you said, it's just like what it's, it's everything that Cube is about. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we can literally make movies about our everyday lives that are interesting because I've, I can tell you, there's been plenty of times growing up as a kid I sat in the barbershop and I've been dying laughing for hours. My, my yeah. stomach is in pain, bro. Yeah, because bro. These, from the old heads to the young kids that walk through the door, everybody is killing me with the jokes. So yep. there's no from way I can the, go against that movie. From the sports talk to the talks about women to the talks about just music, everything. Barbershop, like you said, it just shows you the times that you remember growing up. Like, I wouldn't mind waiting two hours to get my hair cut because in them two hours, I'm entertained the whole time because the, the barbershop time, is... Bro. It's an environment, and like you don't cheat on your barber. There's just rules, and just I loved Barbershop the movie. It was just a great movie. Now, Doom, are you going against us with Black Panther? I am, bro. But let me <laughs> let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Cause Barbershop, he had already, I guess, he had already done what he set out to do. Like I feel like Friday was that I'm putting us on the map movie, and it worked. You know what I mean? But 
Black Panther, at, up until that point, that had never been done before. Because I look at Marvel and DC movies as like a whole nother ball game. Like that's like a, you can't even compare it to the Hollywood blockbuster, you know, in, in other genres, just because it's different. So like Marvel is like yeah. a, it's a whole nother bag. It's a whole nother, it's some shit that not everybody can just get into. Now take a look at all the people who play superheroes. There's never been a black superhero that was like taken serious. You know what I mean? Like, bro, they gave fucking Ant Man a movie before they gave <laughs> Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was some shit that had never been done. And that was like a real movie. Like, they didn't just give us some bullshit. Like, we had somebody in a role. Like, and, and I do agree with you that it's not the best movie in that space like i get that it's not, not close it's it's mediocre compared to the other movies in that space but the fact that we even got the opportunity that somebody broke that barrier is like all right this is a start there might be something else that comes in this bag where we can do the same shit you know what i mean because well, they saw to- like there was success like you can't stop the box office bro like if people show up you know what I mean? You you got something. You got some leverage. You know what I mean? So I, I gotta I go black hand. I'm glad you picked because one of us had to pick it. I'm I ain't mad at it, yeah. but I knew I knew damn sure my ass was not picking yeah, it. Yeah, I knew <laughs> I knew that's why you put it in ice. That's what I'm calling this. We're gonna rename we're gonna this, rename the ice bracket? this bracket the ice bracket. This, all right. <laughs> this the ice region. I'm with it. All right. So next up we got juice versus new jack city. Do I go first? Yeah, you I need go, go first. first on one. Let yeah, me go first on this one. I am appalled that New Jack City is the sixth and Juice is the third. But I understand. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But you out your rapid ass mind if you think a cold blooded motherfucker not taking Nino Brown. Oh, oh shit. Yo. yo. You going New yo. Jack over Juice? I, I'm going New Jack over Juice for more than one reason. For the fact of, of what it did, culturally, two, I that Juice came out and they said, New Jack did the numbers that Juice did. Because Nino Brown is one cold motherfucker. Y'all crazy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, fucking man. with it. Dude, you can go next shit because you sound like you was about to take New Jack. Nah, man. I'm, I'm going Juice. Okay, okay. I'm going Juice, man. I feel like, like, that one was the one that just said it for pop. Like I, I, I don't know. That movie just go crazy to me. Like I, I, I wish I had some crazy deep dive to explain why. But that juice is just that shit to me. And this, New Jack City, crazy movie. That's a classic. Yeah. No, New Jack that's, City. That's another one that I feel a little like, damn. I feel so bad for knocking that one off. You know what I mean? I had respect for that, but Juice gotta take it. I look. And I love Brooklyn argument because Nino Brown is a bad motherfucker, bro. When he shoot his friend, it's like, nigga, you had to go. You're doing too much. You gotta go. Gotta go. You're getting high on your own supply. But I'm going juice for the simple reason that Ice T was a sucker in New Jack City. And I still a sucker. And Tupac was killing it. I loved Omar Epps. I'm going juice just because juice hit me more. And I think there's a gangster film that I'm gonna pick later that I think is is. It's gonna take my New Jack City vibes. So, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. Love the game. Up. You love the hustle. Yeah, oh, you know, <laughs> you don't even. <laughs> don't give it away, cause I'm going with that one. But <laughs> all right, the final one in the ice bracket, we got Dope 
versus Straight Outta Compton. And I think this one is hard because I really love Dope. I love what Shameek Moore did. I got to go Dope on this because it's a coming-of-age film because, honestly, they don't give black kids a lot of coming-of-age films unless it's, like, the gangster film like Juice where it's got killing involved, where it's got right. this type of shit. But Dope told a story of an everyday black kid who's from the hood, who's trying to get an education, who just made a mistake and he's just trying to get out and go to college. And the way they told it felt so relatable. And I and as, as much as I love Straight Outta Compton, it was a great movie. I think the last 15 minutes, the third act really killed it for me. And I think they took too long getting to the third act. And, yeah. and, and, and Ice Cube and a lot of people in the story didn't get enough screen time. And I get that because you got to show most of Easy e But I think the last 15 minutes is what kills... Uh, straight out of Compton for me, so I'm going dope. Uh, Doom, where you going? Uh, dope or New Jack City? I mean, well, no, I mean, dope or straight, straight out of Compton. Straight yeah. out of Compton. <laughs> I'm I'm going dope, just because okay, cool. like I feel like that's just as necessary and relatable as the gangster shoot niggas action movie because it's like there's a lot of niggas from the hood that's not doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. We out here trying to go to school and come up like everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so I feel like that was that was an actual good movie got made. And from that perspective, you yep. know what I mean? And also black directors, black writers. So like this is a one like dope is a straight up African-American film through and through. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with that. Brooklyn, you going straight out of Compton or dope? I, I got it. I just got to say, I got to make one point to what y'all both said. Every day in the hood, y'all was cooking up crack every day in the hood. Oh, what I was doing, what y'all was doing before, like, I, I do love dope, but when y'all kept saying everyday life, I'm like, y'all brought a gun to school? I ain't do that. <laughs> but I you know, see, see, but, but my thing about? is, Nick was I, no, no, my thing is, hood, nigga. yeah, at, at a point in time, <laughs> like, I feel like we've, we've grown from that, but we got to keep it a bean that. Just as a people, like we gotta count everybody. Like to say that it wasn't niggas actually living like that would be crazy. Like there is a nigga who lives a lifestyle like that. A lot of them, you know what I mean? So it's nah, like I, mean, I hear y'all. I just want to, to clarify on the everyday life thing. Yeah, want, yeah. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> not for us, not for me. Yeah, not for not, me. Not yeah for I don't. Me. I don't do that. Yeah, fuck no. Like I ain't never have to do nothing like that. Ain't nothing. Nothing in my life ever pushed me to do nothing like that. No, I okay. So I want to say that I do love dope for other reasons, but just not that one because I was not about to agree with y'all on that. I had to clarify that one real quick. I'm definitely picking dope over Shadow Compton because of what Lynn was going up, going off of what Lynn said. I don't think the ending part of the movie. I feel like those are one of those movies that because there's so many guys in the movie, it should have been something from the jump, which they did eventually try to make it into like a documentary type thing where you do part okay. one, two, three, four, and five. That is something where there's so many... It's not like the five heartbeats, you know what I'm saying? It's not like where it's like, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Like, we was coming to see all of them, you feel me? So, like, I feel like that is something that I feel like I get it. They wanted to hit the blockbuster. They wanted to get the film money like that. But I feel like in order to tell their story, kind of like Wu-Tang, it has to be a series. It can't be a movie. one movie thing. So, for me, it was crammed up. And then there was people that I felt like that deserved more time that didn't get it. So yeah, I, I'm going dope. But Ice Cube thinks no live that time. kind of life. Right. <laughs> no facts, facts. All right. Next, we're going to the South bracket. At number one, 
going to give you all the choices just like I did last time, and we're going to go back. Number one, we got Coming to America versus The Help. Number four, we got Minister Society versus Do the Right Thing. Number three, we got Fruitvale Station versus Get Out. And number two, we got Training Day versus Precious. So at number one, Coming to America versus The Help. Look, I'm going to just get this out in the open now before we get to any of these other type of movies. I cannot stand slave movies. I don't fuck with them. I hate them. I feel like they got a bad connotation. Like, I get we got to know our history, but that's what documentaries are for, and that's what I think. There's no reason why we should have movies depicting slaves, and it's like, no, bro. We got to get past that. We got to get past that and have heroes and, and things that black kids could look forward to, not looking at slave movies all the fucking time. So for me, I got something where we got we see a black man as the Prince of Zamunda and his his daddy, King Joffrey Jeffrey, and, and all, his, all that shit, bro. <laughs> Coming to America was amazing. The fact that Eddie Murphy played like six niggas. This was before the Norbit shit. This was before the Nutty Professor. Yep. This is Eddie at his bed. This is this, this is, is Eddie this Murphy. Is Eddie. At, yeah, man. This is Eddie Murphy. And like to me, this is one of the best comedies of all time. I gotta go come into America. Brooklyn, you can go next, my brother. As a as a as a as a as a black man born to immigrants, you know how yeah. I feel about coming to America, baby. Um, the help. I don't even know if I watched the whole movie. I'm not gonna. Lie to you. <laughs> and as, as matter as a matter of fact, though, I do feel you. I want to say the only slave movie that I've seen in the last twenty years that well the, that came out in the last twenty years that I thought was wow. This actually had something that I can understand why they had to predict it. Uh, I mean, portrayed as the slave movie was the Seven Years of Slave thing. I thought mm-hmm. that that story was. It, it compelled me enough to want to watch the whole movie. Yeah. As far as the other ones, nah. Coming to yeah. America, immigrant parents trying to figure out what the hell is going on in this country. I loved it. Bro, the McDowell is Eddie, Eddie before Eddie. It's Eddie <laughs> before he becomes Mr. Murphy because he's Mr. Murphy once 2000 comes. Yeah, fact. This, I mean, like, this just shows how talented he was. Bro, when they go on the talent show and that nigga come on stage singing. <laughs> <laughs> like to this right. day, I still make jokes of. I mean, I still make references to this movie. Yeah, facts. This movie's amazing, bro. Doom, what you got? Coming to America or the help? Gotta go coming to America, man. Ooh. Like and, and and all the all the like the black stuff and the way they portrayed black people that was great. But the thing that make me really look back to it is like you think about the legend of a person that Eddie Murphy is like in the comedy space. He is probably one of the best to ever do it. And he's black. You know what I mean? And this was like the movie that I think really made him like the iconic, like, okay, he went from just a small time, somebody to like, all right, he made that, that next jump. That was like the thing that took him to like, we got to put Eddie Murphy up there. And, Looking back on that, as if that's the iconic switch in that career, it's a classic just off the principle. You know what I mean? Right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Okay, so next round, Brooklyn, you can go first. We got Minister Society versus Do the Right Thing. Master Society, baby. There's only one. There's only really one. Uh, this, this, I lied. There's probably two other Spike Lee movies that I come to mind when I think of Spike Lee and what it did for me. And it it's kind of fucking condescending now, and it's kind of ironic. But Jungle Fever and yeah. uh, 
<laughs> That's funny. If you didn't know, do my baby mom is white. Uh, uh, and, <laughs> and uh, Crooklyn, but oh yeah, Crooklyn's for, fine. Uh, for as far as like do the right thing, it was the it was the PBS special for me. It Ooh. was the right, but Master Society is one of those classics for me. And like I said, the 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 message in, in do the right thing. I already know to do the right thing, but I don't want to Spike. I don't want to. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> My thing with this is, I think this, I, I'll put this in, I, we have two Spike Lee movies, because Spike Lee's a, a legend, but this is not the Spike Lee movie I'm picking, because I think this is before Spike knew what he was doing, like, full right. like, the film shot, like, the way Spike's close-ups and shit, the way he films shit, my mom always said it just, the way Spike films shit give her a headache, that's why she don't fuck with Spike hey. Lee, and like, well, I've definitely it's heard true, say that before. <laughs> like, definitely it's true. And to me, Minister Society is when you do a gang film right. Like, that was like a gang film done right. And, like, I got to go with Minister Society as well. Uh, doing what you going with, Minister Society or... Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Minister Society. And, and pretty much for the same reasons. It's like there's, there's non-corny ways to portray the gang shit. You know what I mean? And they did it with an actual story behind it. It's just a legendary, like that's that's just definition. Like if you somebody asked you, hey, give me give me a list of black movies to check out. They never saw all the hood classes and shit. You definitely throwing Minister Society in there. Like that's right. just one of the first type that pop into your head. So it's like that's a classic. I gotta win that. No, I'm with y'all. All right. Uh Brooklyn start this one. We're gonna let Doom start the next one. Doom, you got Fruitvale Station versus Get Out. There's some new age shit. It's tough. Man. Man. I don't even like it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I had to make oh, it hard. And, bro, I think I'm gonna go Fruitvale. And I was I was telling uh Brooklyn that you know why I I like that movie so much. It's like it's one of those movies that I think people kind of don't talk about just because it's not one of those movies that you know you go back to watch over and over. Like it's not one of those you you know if it's on TV every night. Like, that's... It's just not happening with Fruit Station. Yeah, it's, yeah, too, it's too heavy. You know what yeah, I mean? It's too heavy to watch it like that. But I don't care if you saw it just one time. Like, that shit moved you. You know what I mean? Like, you really, like, felt bad for that nigga. Like, damn, they really did him dirty. Because it was a true story. You know what that, I mean? And the way they, like, depicted it in the movie. And not to mention, that was one of Michael B. Jordan's first shits where it was like, that okay, was his first, I see. That was his shit. That was the one. That's the one that yeah. did it for him. And like, bro, that was actually a good ass movie. You know what I mean? And not saying that Michael B. Jordan just some legendary dude. Like he's still on the way up. But it's like that's an iconic movie just for that reason. Like that was like his first real gig. You and know, as a black director, like everything about this movie was just. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I, I I'm going Fruitvale as well. Get Out is is a is a good horror film. It it, it birthed Jordan Peele, but like you, everything you said, Doom. This is a movie that's that that happened real. It's real emotions. You feel for this guy. He should the 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 thing that happened to him shouldn't have happened. And it's just like you. This is something like you said. You can't watch this every day. You can't watch this multiple times a year. But this is something that w when you watch it for the first time. It impacts you. My girlfriend was mad that this wasn't a number one seed because she was like, this is this movie is incredible. And I was like, it's not a number one seed, but it's one of those ones that can move on just from the impact and, and the way that like it hits you because this movie just was very impactful. Yeah, 
I think you had it seated right too. Like yeah, it's, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's in there. <laughs> I, I, look, man, we out here. We doing our thing. Bro- uh, Brooklyn, what you got? Fruitvale or Get Out? Uh, I'm going Fruitvale. I, I, Get Out, like you said, it, it birthed Jordan Peele. But other than that, you know, as far as like what it what it meant as a full movie, there's no way I can go against Fruitvale. There's just yeah. no way. No, I'm with y'all. All right, the next one. This one, I, I felt like this was a gimme, but yeah, I didn't. It's want, a gimme. I just want gimme. the women. I didn't want the women to say I'm not putting in women movies, and we got we got a lot we of got, women we movies. Got, we got the chick, exactly. chick, chick bracket coming up. Exactly, but I didn't want to say I, I ain't show no love to the, to the black chick state bracket. That's what, the, that's what the next one is going to be the, the black lady bracket. I didn't want to. I didn't want them to say that. But we got Training Day versus Precious. Is this even a hard thing? We, we no, all, it's Training Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's unanimous. Yeah, we don't even gotta. Yeah, we don't even gotta argue that one. That's not even a debate. Word. I'm just, I'm just writing down. Because, <laughs> but bro, in both, see, I, I, I kind of did this crazy because in both this bracket and the in the East, the one that this one's versing, one and two are both Eddie and Denzel. So it's gonna yeah, be interesting. No, yeah, I saw that because I'm looking Denzel at it, like which Eddie. Comes like I, I, yeah, I, we do. I made it difficult. So all right, we're going over to the West bracket. In this bracket, we got Malcolm X, this is the other Spike Lee movie, versus Don't Be a Minister Society While Sipping Kool-Aid on the South. It's, it's the spoof movie with the with the Wayans yeah. brothers. I think yeah. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. While sipping, I think it's, it's Don't Be while a Minister Society. drinking juice in the hood, Kool-Aid in the hood, some shit like that. Yeah. The next one we got is The Wood versus Best Man, which is basically the same damn movie. Ah, right, bro, I was Facts. dying laughing when I saw Facts. that. <laughs> then we got Love Jones versus Girl Tr- Girls Trip, and then we got Love and Basketball versus The Color Purple. Let's uh go uh Doom. We got Malcolm X versus Don't Be a Menace to S- the Wayans Brothers. Yeah, we gotta go Malcolm X. Like Damn. the comedy shit, that should be funny, but come on, man, <laughs> Malcolm yeah. X. No, and, and it's just like this movie. Whereas what you call? Whereas um, what's it called? Uh. Uh, the the one we talked about earlier, uh, do the right thing had like it was like Brooklyn said it was the PBS version. This was like nah, Spike Lee was like I'm gonna tell this damn story. We're gonna right. tell it real three hours, and I thought it was so impactful. Denzel's best role, he should have won an Oscar for this. I'm going Malcolm X as well. Brooklyn, any debate with you for this one? Nah, brother, we definitely going Malcolm X. There's no way. Cool, cool. This the the West region. All right, let me write this down. Malcolm, we all got Malcolm X. All right, so the next one. Because I'm gonna start with you. The wood or best man? Best man. Ooh, all right, all right. You going best man? Why not the wood? Cause the 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 flip, bro. When you find out that he slept with your fiance before y'all was bro, come on. That's one of those cliffhangers in in black movies that to this day give me the goosebumps. They give me the free songs if I <laughs> if I I mean, every time I see that part. Like oh, ooh, man, yeah. he put his hands on him. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right. Brooklyn went best man. Uh, Doom, you going best man or the wood? I'm going the wood, man. Oh, okay. I, I, I feel those points with best man, but I feel like best man was more kind of like tied up in the drama of it. It's more so like what the, like, I don't know. I feel like it was aimed not necessarily to a female audience, but it was like enough for the the, tapes. Yeah. Yeah, Like it was, it was definitely enough drama to where like they love that kind of shit, (laughs) but the wood, it was like from the point of view of the fellas. Like it was like, yeah, it was like, that was, that was us. That was our, the way we feel about weddings. Like, cause you know, it's like some, 
you know, day that the women been dreaming of since they was little girls. But for us, it's like, fuck, this shit is stressful. Like, we, we really got to do this shit. You know what I mean? And they had, like, all the homies, like, they little point of view and shit. Like, I, I fucked with the wood. That was classic to me. I can't Look, go against the wood. I fuck with the wood for everything Doom was saying, but I'm a petty nigga and I like some t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best man. I like the drama. Yes. I'm, a bad- I'm spicy. I like it spicy. <laughs> yeah, same, same, same. All right. The next one, I'm going to you, uh, Brooklyn. Love Jones or Girls Trip? Love Jones. I don't even like Ooh. Tiffany Haddish like that. Damn. See, oh, man. <laughs> I'm a uh I'm actually going Mommy, my sister. I'm actually going <laughs> I'm actually going girls trip because I, I really like girls trip. I thought that was a, a chick movie that like I really, really found hilarious. I loved Tiffany Haddish in it. I like that it was at Essence Fest. I I actually thought Jada Pinkett did an amazing job. The shit with the uh with the it wasn't a cucumber, it was some type of fruit. That shit was hilarious. The, uh, the- uh, the grapefruit, the grapefruit. Yeah, the grapefruit. I thought uh, uh, Nia Long did it. No, not it's not Nia Long. Uh, what's that lady in this? It's uh, She's fine. It don't even matter what her name is. <laughs> Nubian, Nubian queen. A, uh, oh, oh, Regina Hall, beautiful, beautiful. And then the Queen Latifah shit. I loved all of that movie about Girls Trip. And then it just, I'm ready for Girls Trip too, honestly. So I'm, I'm rocking with the ladies on this one. Girls Trip, uh, Doom, Love Jones or Girls Trip. I'm going Love Jones. All right. Just because just cause Girls Trip, I feel like with that cast, I expected or a way better, like, movie. You know what I mean? Like, you think about the people that's in that cast. Like, we got some some solid black female actors in there. But they went the comedy-heavy route where it was just, like, it, it leaned on the comedy too much. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool. I love comedy, bro. Like, there's definitely always a space for those type of movies. But Love Jones was just one of those. Like, everybody done seen that. Yeah. That's like a that's a classic. No, I I ain't mad at y'all for that. I just I wanted to throw the curveball because I knew y'all was gonna go Love Jones. I'm I, I'm just a girl trip fan. So the next one we got Love and Basketball and Color Purple. Look, I said this before. I don't give a damn if Oprah Winfrey and Whoopi Goldberg in this fucking movie. I'm going Love and Basketball. I love some basketball and in the romance between it. I just thought that was amazing. I, I'm a I'm going Love and Basketball. Doom, what, what you going? Gotta go Love and Basketball, bro. That's the definition of a classic. You know what I mean? Like that shit. I feel like it don't matter, like, even outside of the black community. Like, it's not just one of those black movies. Like, I think people really fuck with the movie. You know what I mean? Like, because it's actually a good story. Like, it's crazy how they, the writing is actually well done behind it. Because I feel like a lot of these movies are sometimes, like, they lean too heavy on the comedy or they lean too heavy on a certain gimmick. You know what I mean? And they kind of get away from the actual storytelling. And Love and Basketball, that was like grade A to me. That's and this one has a female, a black female director and writer. She wrote it and directed it. I thought Sanaa Lathan was so good in this. And, I, and I, I don't think she gets enough credit that she deserves. Shout out to Sanaa Lathan. Shout out to Omar Epps. Brooklyn, what you going? Love Joe? I mean, uh, I'm about to wreck y'all lives. Listen, man. Purple. You going to you tell I the thought, purple? I thought, the, I thought that this movie, Love and Basketball, growing up, was one of the corniest things I had ever experienced in my life. Play me for your love. Even as a 12-year-old, I thought, what the fuck? This nigga is corny. Play me for your love. Like This is why I said, nah, Lathan, don't get no credit for that role, because they had her say, play me for your love. Okay? 
and then he busted her ass. <laughs> Why do y'all think that this is classic? What is wrong with y'all mentally that y'all thought that of all basketball, you know what basketball film resonate with me? Coach Carter. Y'all discussed me that loving basketball is the black movie that y'all want to choose to portray Black people, basketball, and love. No, that's not purpose. Hey, and I, I, I love Harpo, but I kill him dead before I let him be. Do you understand how many references in my day are referred to back to the color purple? Yeah. There is no way in my life that I would choose somebody telling me, play me for your love over <laughs> me and Celie must always be together. Y'all tricking, man. See, but no. this, this, go back, this go back to the point I made about Fruitvale. It's like Color Purple almost like too heavy to watch too all heavy. the time. Times I've watched Color Purple. I can't even... I, gotcha, I may be disgusted. I've seen Color Purple more times than I've seen... Shit. If I gotta be honest with you, I've seen Color Purple more than I've seen 30 of these other films. I can believe it. Nah, hey, and I'm not... I'm definitely not disagreeing. I'm definitely not disagreeing. I've seen Color Purple just as many times. You know what I mean? Like it, like it's one of those movies. But if something just on, like, like think about like when those movies came out. It was no Netflix. It was no Hulu. Like you couldn't just go. Like niggas had the DVD. Like that was it. Color Purple on my. You ain't. Yeah, you ain't throwing the Color Purple on the <laughs> on the DVD player. In yeah. unless you you're ready to be one of those five. <laughs> my mama think her shit probably don't even work though because I probably watched that shit so many times her DVD probably jumped to the third to the third act. I swear to God. Hell yeah! Well, I'm glad we got some differences. Hell yeah! I fuck with this. So Brooklyn went color purple. All right. So now we're going to the uh that was the West bracket. Let's get to the East. This is one of the toughest this, brackets. This is probably this the hardest. This is one of the toughest. This brackets. is the hardest yeah. one for sure. For All right. Sure, for sure. So the first the first seed is Harlem Knights versus House Party. Next, we got the four and five boys in the hood versus paid in full. Then we got drumline at number three versus number six hustle and flow. And then number two, American gangster versus number seven, baby boy. All right, we're gonna start it off with you, Brooklyn. Uh, Harlem Heights, yeah, yeah, easy. That was the easy one, yeah, that was the only easy one in this bracket because I mean, honestly, house party could have, I mean, obviously, we didn't really put we didn't go like it's not like we're like you know, ESPN, we got bracketology and nothing like that, but. As far as like what movies it could have possibly been a debate about, it's there's no movies around this area that I'm like, oh yeah, house party, that's doing it for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's a great little movie. You know what I'm saying? It's a great little movie, and yeah, it was it 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 tried to do what Friday eventually did do, yeah, which was, was you know an ordinary day in the hood for us, what it was like, but it was too much. It, it leaned way too much on the comedy, and that's why they ended up making a bunch and just only getting a little bit back on return. Became one of the time they put one out. Yeah, exactly. Man, for me, look, Harlem Nights is legendary. Not only is this a comedy, but it's an action. It's a gangster film, bro. To see, uh, to rest in peace to the le- rest in peace to both legends, Richard Pryor and Fred, uh, Fred Sanford, yo. And then you got Della Reese, you got Eddie Murphy, you got uh, Danny Aiello. Like, Harlem Nights is just legendary in the story of them being bootleggers in the, uh, in the Prohibition era and just the zoot suits. It just showed you that, it, to me, when I saw this, it was just like, oh, this is not your typical black film, but I'm seeing black people wear suits. I'm seeing black people be business owners. It just, it was a feel-good movie, and I just loved everything about it. Also, 
if you didn't know, Eddie Murphy wrote it and he directed it. Yep. This is just Eddie being like, this is Eddie at peak powers. Like this coming to America, Beverly Hills Cop. This is when Eddie was the best. Like it has an amazing black cast. You got Richard Pryor, Fred Red Fox, uh, Della Reese. Uh, Eddie Murphy, you got Arsenio Hall, you got Michael A. Nunez, you got Thomas Thomas Michael Ford, you got Tommy in this, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Charlie Murphy, uh, doing what you going Harlem Nights or uh, House Party? Yeah, I definitely gotta go Harlem Nights. And like House Party, definitely was one of those like fun movies that I watched the fuck out of that when I was a kid. You know what I mean? But come on, man. It can't it can't go against Harlem Nights. So you gotta roll Harlem Nights with that one. I'm with you. And look, I'm starting this next one first, because I gotta say this. Yeah, and you I, got I, it, bro. I gotta I know gonna say it. Yeah, because look, ever since I heard this, I agree. I cannot pick the movie that feels like an after school special. Ricky, Ricky <laughs> is an after school special. <laughs> That is just showing white people, oh, the terrors of the hood. Yeah. Bruh, I got it. Go, literally. I got to go with, man, with the terrors of the hood. That's the new name for this movie. I'm not calling it Boys in the Hood ever again. <laughs> Bro, what they going to do is they take me game, man. I love the hustle. I love the game. I'm going paid in full, nigga. Rico, uh, uh, my boy, uh, Mikel Pfeiffer, and then you got one of the most underrated black actors with uh, my boy who played uh, Ace, bro. And then it's a, a Rockefeller production. You know I'm going paid in full, boy. Like, come on, Wood Harris. Yeah, yeah that's my a fact, shit. bro. Like, paid in full, bro. That's one of those movies, like, like, because I feel like this one was really close. Like, Boys in the Hood, I know that it was one of those movies. Like you said, like, you, you made the right point. But it's like, it was still one of those movies, like, we watched that a million times. You know what right. I mean? Like, that shit was always on BT. was all, you know what I mean? Like, it was just one of those movies. But I do got to go pay them for Money Making Mitch, to me, yeah. iconic. Iconic. I, and then Rico crazy ass? Bro, like, and then when uh Mitch beat up... uh. Um, Uncle Sonny? Oh, yeah. shit, nigga need, or, or, I mean, Uncle Ice? Nigga need his ass whipped. And then Lulu? Oh, when the nigga went to Lulu and got the coke? Oh, that shit was lit. <laughs> That's, That's my fact. Shit. If any movie ever made me want to be a gangster, it was this one. <laughs> That's a fact, bro. <laughs> Brooklyn, what you going with? You going with I'm the I'm going paid in full, bro. Yeah. Listen, because I, you heard me. I, I threw the little, uh, I, I did the, uh, what's the word? I foreshadowed to it earlier when I said the line. I love the game. I love the hustle. You know I'm not picking. You know I'm not picking boys in the hood, bro. Look, I already picked my Ice Cube special for the day. All right, I'm not picking no more than that. The cube, <laughs> the cube, we already passed the cube bracket, bro. This is for the real heavy hitters, bro. And yep. come on, it had the theme song, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like, listen, paid in full for me, hands down. One of the gangster movies that really made me like. There's a couple of gangster movies in this bracket that made me want to be a gangster. Yeah, you're right. They got another one in here that made exactly. me. You, you know what I'm saying? But, all right, Doom, you can start the next one. This one is hard. The next two are hard as hell. We yeah, got Drumline versus Hustle and Flow. Man, Hustle and Flow, that's another one, bro. Like, I feel like there's a lot of little things out of that movie that shifted shit culturally. But I got to go Drumline, man. <laughs> I got to go Drumline, bro. That, just, that was like a legitimate film. You know what I mean? Like, because Hustle and Flow is, is like what we were just talking about. It's one of those that, like, 
fantasize what it is about living in rapper, the hood and it's like rapper, it, yeah it's like come on man like we're not really doing that <laughs> like <Right>. drumline <laughs> was drumline was cold bro i fuck with drumline it was an actual good movie look niggas don't give nick cannon his credit but he made a classic and this is hustling flows great shot to juicy j for winning the oscar but Bro, when I saw Nick Cannon drum battling that fat nigga with the red on, and then he started drumming on that nigga shit, and the nigga punch him, I was like, oh! oh, oh uh, iconic scene. A iconic scene, bro. It is lit. I'm going drumline as well, bro. I gotta go. When Nick was listening to the uh to the radio mix from his pops, and he started drumming, and then him him and uh the other nigga that he hate, the bald-headed nigga, come up with a thing, I was just like, this is amazing, bro. I fucked with this. Brooklyn drumline or hustling flow? Like you said, bro, people don't give this, because this is literally one of the things on his resume that you cannot deny. There's a couple yeah. of things he did before this, and then there's this that you cannot deny. There's, other, there's, 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 there's definitely a lot of things that he's fucked up. But as far as drumline, bro, come on. Classic. And then you know how I feel about Maine with the damn fucking um, <laughs> Terrence Hat. Look. Terrence Howard has done a lot of things good in his life, and there's a lot of bad things he's done with his hair. And this is one of those bad things. <laughs> but as far as what Drumline did to us, especially being kids, and it made you, it gave yeah, it you that a- excitement. It made, it was probably the only movie that I watched that honestly made me think, man, I want to go to college. If HBCUs wasn't so expensive, maybe I'd go with it. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm with you. And look, I had to put a Nick Cannon movie in there, and I, I was like, I'm going to put the best one. But honestly, Love Don't Cost a Thing could have been in here, and it, it probably would have won a round against some of these other films. If you I, put it in the chick tape bracket, it could have won a couple of rounds. That's what I'm saying. I love Love Don't Cost a Thing. And then another underrated Nick Cannon movie that I know Brooklyn going to clown. But I, I like underclassman when he played oh the my movie. god oh my god but you know what you was wearing sean john up until yeah. you, you graduated high school so i understand i'll take that I'm, I'm gonna let you take that one like underclassman but all right the final one of this bracket before we get to round two is american gangster versus baby boy uh brooklyn you can start this one i'm glad you said that because i believe that tyree should have never left the singing lane to me till this day <laughs> I have never seen a movie that he's been in that made me think, yo, he really did his thing. I don't know why he ever even started singing. Every time I see him act, I keep thinking to myself, why did you stop singing? Did you lose your voice? What happened? Because this man's acting careers, like the movies, like I lied. Maybe it was waist deep, maybe. I think there was one movie I seen that it was kind of tolerable that I watched a couple of times that I think to myself, you know what? Yeah. But as far as, like I said, about these movies that made me want to be a gangster, bro, I yeah. never want to push drugs in my life. And this boy had me ready to get on the pl- There's something about Denzel, bro. It's like, it don't matter what you put him in. He makes me want to go out there and do it. He, he the man. Go out there and do it, bro. I can't the- go against Denzel. Not with Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> when yeah. he walked in the middle of the street and shot Idris Elba and walked back in the diner and ate his food, like nothing was happening. I was bro. like, oh, it's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> The whole neighborhood watched him shoot that nigga in cold blood. Nobody said shit. Put the whole family on the game, too, because, you know, more people don't fuck with the family. He put the family on game. Frank Luke slapped the shit out of his cousin. <laughs> yeah. He was slapping him in the middle of a party. In the party, yeah. And then he got the other nigga and smashed his head with the piano. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> we selling they said, Look at my carpet, man. You know how expensive my carpet was? They got the damn blood on my carpet. Come after on. This, after this role, Cuba Gooden Jr. has never been the same because he's still been acting like Nicky Barnes for these yes, couple years. He got way too into this character. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> 
All right, uh, Doom, which one you going? American Gangstar Drumline. Bro, I, I got a uh, 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 baby boy. Baby, yeah, I gotta go uh, American Gangster, but uh, something something hurt me for taking Baby Boy off just because <laughs> I feel like it could have won in some of these against some of and these the other chick state. It should have been in the chick state bracket. Yeah, yeah. Because bro, real talk, if I had to pick the one movie that BET loved the most. It's, it's baby, boy, it's baby boy, bro. It's it baby was boy. Baby that. boy. Them niggas. I don't know. I, I, swear to God, cheapest, I felt like probably the cheapest one. That's why. Bro, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Tyrese Gibson ain't worth much. Bro, bro when, hear me. When Bing Rams <laughs> choke out Tyrese, I lose my shit every time. <laughs> bro. <laughs> That's bro, when fact, you walk out bro. to your crib, imagine walking into your in your in your kitchen and seeing a, a nigga that big. A big fresh in his with a drawers. Making breakfast, bro. Come on, son. Then, bro, it, it, it got his points. It do got his points. Yeah, baby boy. If baby boy was in another bracket, it could have made it on to the next round. Yeah, <laughs> but we had to put it in this bracket. All right, back to the top. Let's go to the north. Uh, and I'm gonna start. This is the cube bracket. This is the ice cube bracket. I'm gonna start with you, Doom. Uh, what you going Friday versus Black Panther? What gets the win? I, I gotta go Friday, man. Okay. Like, my my points about Black Panther was was cool, but I think the thing that take away from it is like we were saying, it's not really that respectable in the space. Like it was it was a win for Black people, but we know that there's better Marvel movies than Black Panther. No. You know what I mean? So I I gotta give it to Friday just because what it did for the culture and the fact that it's still standing the test of time as one of the better movies in yeah. its space. You know no, what I mean? And then on top of that, like. When the Black Panther isn't the coolest person in his movie, he can't win. He can't. Like, yeah. Killmonger, bro. It should have been called yeah. Killmonger. Fuck, fuck yeah, out of here. That's a fact. Or they should have made, or they made uh, Michael B. Jordan Black Panther, and I might have liked him more. I yeah. bet you would have. <laughs> Brooklyn, what you got? Because me and you uh, we both, both have. Got bar- yeah, we, we got, got barbershop specials. Yeah. But I go on Friday. Same, 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 same. Okay, cool. All right, let me just write down Friday. All right, and then the next one, I'm going to start with you, Brooklyn. New Jack City versus Dope. New Jack, bro, because at this point, then it comes, for me, it's up to the realism of it. And like I said, there's no, this come on. I mean, I get it every day in the hood, but then it starts getting crazy. He starts cooking them crack in the science lab. He starts pushing <laughs> drugs. And he got a gun in his book bag. And I, there's so many things I can poke holes in. But Nino Brown? But Nino? <laughs> but Nino? Listen, y'all going to realize, what, you can tell who my favorite actors are just by the way that I act yeah, and I, I think see. about. Wesley? Eddie and Denzel did something for me that there's just certain things in my lifetime that I can't say that I can go against that and not not for a kid cooking up crack in the science lab. Sorry, I can't do that one. I can't do that one. He got the bitcoins going on. He he started doing too much for me. It's all good. I got dope winning and I got dope versus Friday. Uh uh doing what you got Friday versus juice or Friday versus dope. Cause I picked dope. Yeah, I'm going Juice, man. That was a real tough one, but I just, I don't know, man. Juice just one of those movies for me. Like it's one of the real like hood classics. I gotta I go Juice. I ain't mad at it at all. Let's go to the South region. Okay, I'm gonna start off with you, Doom. Uh, Coming to America versus Menace to Society. Oh man, it's getting tougher, bro. But I, I gotta go Coming to America. Like we okay. we just we just gotta go Coming to America. I'm with you on that. Uh, Brooklyn, coming to America or... I, coming I got to add, America. I know coming what it to is. America, baby. Yep. Yeah, you know, bro. This, this, Like I said, my mom came to America 
in nineteen in April fourth, nineteen eighty. The fact that I know what day she came to America, just like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just certain things that I just can't. And yeah, no, I know. So uh, for me, I got coming to America as well. All right, I'm gonna start the next one: Fruitvale Station versus Training Day. To me, look, King Kong ain't got shit on me. <laughs> I'm going. I'm gonna put all you niggas in Pelican Bay. And I'm gonna put cases on all y'all fucking asses. What you gonna do, Jake? You gonna smoke the sherm stick, Jake? I'm going Training Day, nigga. Like fuck out of here. Fruitvale Station. Great message. You made it to the second round, but you ain't beating Denzel in Training Day. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a, fact, That's a fact, bro. That's a fact. Like, <laughs> fuck out of here. Uh, I got what you said, Doom. Uh, Brooklyn, are you going with Yes, Fruitvale? sir. Are I'm you going cases train? on all you motherfuckers. Yeah. Listen, bro. You can't. You're right. You can't, you can't, can't go, go against that. Fuck no. All right. You stupid. <laughs> I'm going to start off with you, Brooklyn. Malcolm, we in the West bracket now. Oh, shit. Malcolm X versus Best Man. Malcolm X. Yeah, same. All right, Doom, would you go Malcolm X versus Best Man? I'm I mean, no, Malcolm, Malcolm X. X. You had Malcolm X versus The Wood. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm going Malcolm X. Yeah, same, same, same. Okay, I'm going Malcolm X as well. Doom, I'm going to start with you. Love Jones versus uh, Love and Basketball. Ooh, that's tough. Give me Love and Basketball, man. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going Love and Basketball over Girls Trip as well. Uh, Brooklyn, where Color you go- purple. Ooh, over Love Jones? Color purple. You okay. Look. I'm glad a uh, uh, what you call it movie a slave movie made it in because I love Harpo. <laughs> I love Harpo. <laughs> All right, cool. Let me write this down real quick. Sorry to everybody. I just got. Are you good? I got. I got mine written down too. If you need me to send a picture of it to you after, I got it written on paper. I'm a that'll leader. that'll work. <laughs> uh, All right, let's go to the East bracket. This is the hard one, Brooklyn. I'm starting with you. Harlem Knights versus Paid in full. Let's get to this. <sighs> I'm not going to say that this is the toughest decision because the next round is going to be even tougher. Facts. But, uh, damn. Harlem Nights, bro, because like you said, it's one of those movies that it portrayed black people in a way we've never really seen it in yep. a huge, like, by, by huge actors. You know what I'm saying? Like, as them being businessmen. And I know they've tried to done it, you know, they tried to do it after that. But, like, oof, this is this, this, this a hard movie to replicate, baby. Like, this is not a movie that you can make again. Yeah. Look, yeah, I'm with you for fact. the same. I'm with you for them same reasons. I love Payton Full. And if Payton Full was in another bracket, it could have probably made it to the final four. But against Harlem Knights, I can't, I can't go against what the greatness of that movie was. To say Eddie wrote and directed it, and you got uh uh uh, uh oh my goodness, you got Richard Pryor, you got uh uh Fred Red Fox, you got Delary. Like I'm I'm going yeah, Harlem got, Knights. Yeah, you got way too many, bro. Dude, yeah. on Harlem Knights or Payton. I'm going Harlem Nights too. Uh pretty much for the same reasons, bro. Like you look at these two movies, they in the same bag that hustle type yeah. movie. You know what I mean? But Harlem Nights like just off the cast alone. Like we in another we talking about something else when you, right. when you look yeah. at the cast. We're talking about something you know else. I mean? it's, so, it's, a, it's a different game. And like the fact that it was an action movie but still slipped in comedy, but it wasn't you for, for your other critiques, Doom. I like how you said they put too much comedy in certain of these movies. And I think this had just the perfect amount of co- it wasn't overbearing and it was still an action movie at the end of the day, a period piece. But the fact that they made me laugh still was just absolutely amazing. I love Rain Quick, man. I really do. And this was probably the first rated R movie my mom let me watch. So, like, I got a lot of sentimental value to this one. So, all right, Doom, I'm starting with you with the next one. This one's just as hard. 
Drumline versus American Gangster. Oh, man, that's tough because I really do love Drumline. Like, I really do, but I'm going American Gangster. I got to, man. I ain't mad at you. Uh, Brooklyn, Drumline. American Gangster, baby. Listen, we talking about Denzel, baby. We talking about Denzel. Look, Nick Cannon did his thing, but we talking about Denzel, baby. Yeah, look, you said it. I mean, Brooklyn, y'all both said it. As much as Nick Cannon is great, I am not going up against the greatness of Denzel versus Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, you just lost, bro. It's okay. You made it far, and I'm and you and you have a classic movie. There's nothing wrong with this. Okay, so let's go to the next round, and I'm starting off with you, Brooklyn. This is to go to the finals. This I, is. I gotta go Friday. I gotta go Friday. I love Nino Brown. Yeah, I, love I was about Nino to say, Brown. how long is Nino, Nino Brown, Brown gonna make it, bro? I love. He, he can't. He can't. It's like it's Wesley. Wesley's always gonna be in that top ten, but he not. He can't quite make it over the hump to my top five. You feel me? Yeah. No way. Uh, doomed. Coming to you. Friday versus Juice. Both coming of age movies. Yeah, and I love Pop, but you gotta go Friday, man. Yeah, you gotta go Friday. Look, Friday is iconic and and d- dope. This is why I lose the science. The nigga cooking crack in the science. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was about to say, how I long are you running with that? <laughs> I can't, bro. Big worm, like Smokey. Oh, and another thing, it's the only Chris Tucker movie in here too. So like, I yeah. have to like, Bang. I gotta pick one of my actors over uh, Chris Tucker over Wesley Snipes any day. And that's my th- like. This made Chris like, and I'm and I, it's sad that I couldn't put any other Chris Tucker movie in here. They but corny. yeah, you like he Fifth Element's not a black movie. Money Talks isn't a black movie. I could have put Dead Presidents in, but like it, it, it couldn't have made it. But like Smokey, my neck, my neck and my back. Like nah, right. nigga. he was yeah. in a chicken coop. Like yeah. come on, bro. <laughs> bro I gotta come go. on, man. Debo, Debo was yeah. the iconic character. Come on, man. Like when the iconic characters go beyond the two main protagonists, yeah, you that's know like, that it's a it's a movie that through and through has resonated with so many people. My yeah, mama gave me that chain. Nope. <laughs> All right, Doom. I'm starting with you with the next one. This is where it gets tough. This is Eddie versus Denzel, round mm. one. Coming to America or training oh, day. Man. Oh man, y'all might be mad at me, bro, but I'm gonna go training day. I am nah, I'm not mad at you. I this is that's this is these are when it gets it's this is literally when it comes to what does this movie mean to you at this point in the bracket, yeah. you feel me? Yeah. That's at a fact. This point. So uh Brooklyn, what you going coming to America or training day? Yeah, I'm going to come to America because I'm I'm gonna right. let I'm gonna let uh Denzel win another one. Ooh, see, and that's the funny you say that. I'ma let Denzel win another one as well. I mean, I'm going to let Eddie win another one. This is the one Denzel wins for me. I'm going training day. I got to put cases on all you niggas. That, to me, this is, this is just Denzel being Denzel at his best. I, I love training day. All right, let's go to... We did... All right, so in the finals for Brooklyn on the, on the left side, he has Friday versus Coming to America. Doom has Friday versus training day, and I have Friday versus training day. All right, Doom, I'm going to start with you. Malcolm X or Love in versus Basketball? I mean, Love and Basketball. Malcolm X. Like, Love yeah. and Basketball was great, but Malcolm yeah, X. Yeah, he actually Gotta go played Malcolm for X. love, you know. Yeah, uh, it, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he played for his love, but Malcolm X won. Uh, D- Brooklyn, Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Purple. Yeah, I was about to say how long that fucking movie No, no, but these, these are just certain <laughs> movies for me that I got to put it, you know, I just got to let it get to a certain point just to yeah, show what it meant to me. And, I mean, yeah, like I said, Sarah Lathan, she was never going to get, I mean, Sonata Lathan was never going to get her props for that movie because she got her ass busted. 
<laughs> love. What props you giving her, bro? She got ass bucks. All right, I'm gonna start the next one. We in the East. I got Harlem Knights over American Gangster. Like, like we just been saying this whole time. Harlem Knights just means a lot to me. And this is just the Eddie film that I had to go with. Brooklyn, you already uh gave us a little preview. You going yeah, with I'm going, I'm going American Gangster, bro. American Gangster. I ain't mad at that. Doom, American Gangster or Harlem Knights? I'm going Harlem Knights. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm going Harlem Knights. Harlem Knights was amazing. All right. We in, the final four on this side is Malcolm X for Doom. It's Malcolm X versus Harlem Knights. For me, it's Malcolm X versus Harlem Knights. And then for Brooklyn, it is American Gangster versus Malcolm X. He has two Denzels. So we might as well stay on this side before we go to the left side. Uh, Brooklyn, what's making it to the finals? Malcolm X or American Gangster? I love, I love what Malcolm did for the people. But I love what Lucas did for the people, baby. I love what Frank Lucas did for the people, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to be showing ourselves in a, in a great light. But this is my Paulo Escobar. Okay? That's Frank a Lucas fact. is my Paulo that Escobar, right? Yeah, so American mad. Gangster for me, that's it, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm mad at it. All right. Doom, you got Malcolm X versus... Harlem Knights, what you going? I'm going Harlem Knights, man. Yeah. I love Malcolm X. That's a story that needed to be told, but I still need to be, you know, a little entertainment. Give me, I'm give me so a little glad something, man. That Harlem put Knights. The powerful movies in the in the final four because I was gonna feel some type of way because I was looking at my bracket like, man, I hope they don't got like all the serious movies in the end <laughs> because my bracket at the end is not fiction. I mean, it's not a factual movies. Look, my thing is with this. Malcolm X is a great, like y'all said, it had to be made. But now we're getting down to just entertainment value. We we did all the, the uh, it had to be made. We did what it means to the culture. But if I'm calling a spade a spade, Malcolm X is too long, bro. Like, yeah, and I, too long. I, I know it had to be long because you got to get the, you got to get the, um, the Detroit Red story. You got to get him becoming a, Islam, a, a Muslim with uh, the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. You have to see him seeing the ways that Elijah Muhammad was wrong and how he was preaching uh, uh, not the real values of Islam and what it means to be a Muslim. But like Brooklyn said, how he went with his Frank Lucas, I got to go with them niggas pushing, uh, pushing uh, alcohol during Prohibition. It just, yeah. it, was, it was just amazing, bro. I got to go with Eddie and Harlem Knights. Let's go to the left side. I'm going to start with you, Doom. You have Friday versus Training Day. Oh, man. This is where it get hard. Yeah. I'm sorry, I gotta go Friday, man. I ain't mad it's at just it. Too too great for the culture, man. Gotta go Friday. I ain't mad at it. So you got Friday making it to the finals versus uh Harlem Knights. Uh Brooklyn, what you got? Friday. I got, I got coming to America, bro. I got oh, yeah, to America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that Eddie Murphy to me, but I mean Eddie don't win it, but I mean, yeah, bro. Coming to America or uh Friday, what you got? Coming, coming to America, bro. There's like, because like, ah, Friday, Friday is, it did that for me, but coming to America did something else for me. I'm with you. Okay, so I have training day versus Friday. Oh my gosh. Fuck, 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 fuck. This is the hardest. Put them cases, baby. Come on. No. I hate you. Oh my goodness. You, oh man. Or I was love it Friday and you ain't got shit to do. Fuck, man. Friday is, is so amazing. But if I'm being honest with myself, I got to put cases on all these niggas. I got training day over Friday. Yeah, I couldn't let... I, I, Friday was... It was it was a movie that had to be my top four. 
but I knew in myself, in my soul, it was not a top yeah, two movie look, for me. I'm glad Friday made Final Four for me as well, but I, I couldn't send it to the championship. So yeah. championship is Training Day versus Harlem Knights. Uh, Doom has Friday versus Harlem Knights, and then Brooklyn has Coming to America versus uh, American Gangster. Okay, so I'm going to start with Doom. Friday or Harlem Nights? Oh, man. I, I, I listened to your argument when y'all just knocked Friday out, but I'm going with the greatest movie ever made for the culture, Friday. Friday. I'm glad right. one of us got it, baby. I'm I glad one of us got it because it needs, like, Friday to me, when you ask me if this was the best hood movie we was doing, Friday wins it. Hands fucking down for the culture, and I'm glad you put it in there because Friday's fucking amazing. And to say it made spinoffs and everything, uh, look, Friday after next wasn't that great, but next Friday was amazing. Next Friday was amazing, yep. bro. Fucking amazing. So, Shout all right. Shout out to Mike Epps. Yeah, for real. <laughs> all right, Brooklyn, coming to America or American Gangster? Which wins it all? I've been thinking all? about this, and it, it was funny, right? Because after, you know, after my, my, I made my joke about my jungle fever and shit like that, right? The, uh, the two movies that I told her she needed to see if she was going to be the mother of my child, were Coming to America and, and Friday. But my favorite black movie of all time is still American Gangster. Ooh, all right! And, and I, I, loved, I loved Friday, and I loved Coming to America, and I love Harlem Nights. But as, a, as, a, as, as me, as what made me me, American Gangster, bro. Ooh, man. Okay. Yeah, I respect it. I respect it. I love it, too. I ain't mad at you. Fuck, am I going the best black actor of all time, in my opinion, with Denzel in training day? Or am I going Harlem Nights? This is this is tough, man. Shit. All right. If I'm being honest with myself, Harlem Nights was a movie that, like I said, my mom showed me my first rated R movie, which was Harlem Nights. But the movie I saw by myself that I say changed my life was training day, man. I'm going, I'm going training day. Over Harlem Nights. Yeah, got, yeah, no, I mean that's, that's a pick. Training Day is definitely not like yeah. if you tell me that's your favorite black movie, I'm definitely not hating on that choice. You're right, that's what I'm saying. Like I can't be mad at that. Like no, I'm not mad at none of our winners. So Brooklyn got American Gangster to win. Doom got Friday, and I got Training Day. This is amazing. Uh, we gonna put out our brackets on Twitter. We are gonna put out the the uh the blank bracket so y'all can see what is good. But that's all the time we got today. Uh, in a little bit, we're gonna get into our interview. We have rapper Cobain on the project on the uh, on the pod. We talked about his most recent EP. We talked about his EP with the fellas because he is in a group with Old Spanish, who we recently have. Uh, Doom, tell the people they can find you at on social media. At Little Doom SJE, Instagram and Twitter. This was an amazing conversation, Brooklyn. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media. I can find me on all social medias at where Brooklyn at. And that's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's for marketing purposes. You already know because we are not trying to get sued. I'm so happy I can say that again. Voltron is formed, baby. And if y'all saw this bracket and y'all loved it, I can't wait for y'all to see some of the other content we got planned. This was super, super fun. I'm glad we did this, fellas. Now let's get into the interview with Cobain. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are joined by hip-hop artist Cobain. He is part of the group The Fellas, but he also has his solo career going. I'm super excited to have him on the show. We've had old Spanish, but now I'm talking to Cobain today, and I'm super excited. Cobain, how are you doing, bro? What's up, man? How you doing? It's nice to be here. Yeah, man. That's 
that that was on me, brother. I'm glad we finally were able to link because, bro, you are a lyricist. Yeah, no, I'm, I, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you to get to know your thoughts on everything and see just how you, your thoughts when you make music and just you as a person. So I want to ask you first off the rip, what got you into hip hop music and making rap? Yeah, man. Um, you know, to be honest, I've always been like into music, you know, just like any other kid. Um, there really wasn't like any big like influence to, to like make me do it, but myself, like I know like in high school and shit, you know, me and the homies, we used to, lunchtime, you know, this is about like senior year, we all used to, you know, just stand around the table and just freestyle and rap, you feel me? So, and, uh, you know, I've always had like these sounds in my head. It's so funny, but like, you know, just like different beats and shit, you know, just, you know, I just always had it with me. So, you know, I think like on my 21st birthday, I was like, I was in college, I went to Southern, uh, here in VR. How was that? It was good, man. My, my Southern experience was uh, was nice. I was uh, I really just went to I just went to class and I went to work and I stayed on campus like my whole time there. So when I got done with all that shit, it was just making music and really just going full fledged with that. But I started like I want to say maybe my my sophomore year at Southern. I was like on my twenty first birthday and I just went out to my car and I, I wrote my first song. You feel me? It's the first song on my my very first tape. It's called Cherry. That's the first song I ever wrote. Hell yeah. So so I got to ask you a question before we get to some more music stuff, just because I think yeah. it's interesting and, and I want to get to know, like like I said, this is so your fans can get to know you as an artist, but as a person as well. What was it like? Would you say it was better going to an HB, HBCU than a, uh, probably than a public college? Um, well, I actually did get to experience another college outside of Southern. I went to like a, a liberal arts school in Kansas, in North Newton, North Newton Kansas, and I played oh, like shit. football. Yeah, okay. I played football for my my first semester. I played uh I played DN. I was like a rush, so I, was, I really literally just get the quarterback with my job. So you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I got the experience. Uh, HBCU definitely. You know, even though um I was kind of like in my own little bubble, I always like I always ventured out, you know, to you know experience like the culture of the school and the city that I was in. You feel me? So I really did appreciate it and it's just. Also, just being around people that are like me, and you know, being taught on a you know an education base where you know it's receptive, you know, to the type of uh, learning that you know is for me. You feel me? Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Hell yeah! Wait, okay, we gonna get to we gonna we gonna touch back on the football. T- well, no, might as well Since do it now. How long you been playing yeah. football for? Well, how long did you play football for? See, I played football since my freshman year of high school. Yeah, so. Since then, so since freshman year of high school to my first semester of college, I played football. You, you just didn't fuck with it no more? Well, um, to be honest, bro, it was a lot of obstacles in my way. You know, looking back on it now, if I really was hungry for it, if I really saw, you know, further than what I saw back then, I would have got to the goal that I wanted to achieve. But you feel me? I feel like I let a lot of uh, outside obstacles, you know, stop Influence that it. dream. Yeah, bro, I'm the same way. I relate to what you just said so much because I think about that with my with my hooping career because I could have played in college. Outside shit just affected, chose chose women, other shit just came in and it just stopped that whole process. But nah, man, I feel that. So hell yeah, brother. That see, that's that that's that type of talking about. You still a football fan? Yeah, of course, bro. I'm a sports fan in general, bro. 
like uh, hell yeah, yeah, all time, yeah, sports fan in general, bro. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we gonna round back to that because I wanna I wanna jump back into music because that's the extra business. We're gonna round back right, to that. Right, right. Okay, so twenty one, you make your first song. Well, okay, you were jamming music the whole time. You had rhythm and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Who were some of your favorite artists that maybe influenced you to get it not not get into it per se, yeah. but to because when you do something for the first time, you base your styles off of someone. For example, I. I look to a lot of Charlemagne's, a lot of Joe Rogan, Joe Budden, and just that type of stuff yeah. when doing this. So who are some of just your influences? Because you, you you have your own sound now, but I want to see where the roots come from. Right. Um, growing up, um, a lot of Cuddy, a lot of Kid Cuddy. Um, his whole little squad, you feel me? I fucked with uh, Chip the Ripper hard, uh, King Chip. Um, yeah. It was really Cuddy on um, Currency. Um, when I was younger... I want to say, like, before I even got in high school, like, I really didn't feel currency. You feel me? It didn't resonate with me. But then as soon as I got in, like, ninth grade, bro, that's what a nigga was bumping. You feel me? I don't... Uh, what, what's it? My favorite song by that nigga? I think it's called uh, Role Models. That was my go-to song in the morning. You feel me? Ninth grade. So, you feel me? I always had it. You feel me? I always wanted, like, a soulful feel to my music and, like, really to speak to people. And, um, let's see. Uh... Else. Um, I fuck with a lot of like, like newer rappers. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I know a lot of niggas say like, oh, I don't listen to nobody. Like, mm, I don't know who they are. Like, I know who these people are. You feel me? So, like, I always tap in. You feel me? And I'm able to do that without like biting. You feel me? Yeah. Like, so it, it just like it opens up my my my. It just opens up me to be more like influenced. You feel me? And not really influenced, but like motivated to like go make music and go. Me. Like I just like every time I, I hear a new song or I hear an artist I like and he drops on, it just gets me motivated to go get in the studio and create some shit. So just really everybody, son, down to rock music, to rap, to fucking bluegrass. Like I really fuck with it. Like I can sit in any you know genres concert and enjoy enjoy myself. You know whether it's rap or not. You know, I just love like music. You feel me? Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Hell yeah, that's that's hella hella dope. And I and funny enough, you say the Cuddy and, and currency because I hear it. But like you say, you still have new age sounds that go into it. But you keep the bars. How important are bars to you? Oh, very important, man. Uh, I like I just it, I get excited about it. like you know twisting and turning shit. You feel me? Just saying, speaking from my perspective, and also saying shit that like people can to you feel me but also in a clever way a clever way so you know uh bars are super important bro but also like uh outside of bars man it's about like delivery and like how you say it like it's outside of music you know it's it's not like you know it's not what you say it's how you say it yeah you know what I'm saying? And that's that applied on music too so i bro say, i agree with that 100 percent because that's something i always was taught so hell yeah now I gotta ask you. Let's dive into the music. You dropped yeah. your project while the iron is hot. What was the difference between making that project and then coming together with the fellas, with Mirko and, and Old Spanish and the rest of the gang, and making that tape? Yeah. Um. Well, with that tape, I was definitely like in my own. Uh, I was in my own space, like heavy. I think making that tape. I think what is like six songs. It took me about. Took me a month to like create all that because I felt like I felt a lot of pressure you know 
you know, just for myself, not from like anyone else like outside of me, but I felt pressured like to like make music. And you know, what's big with me is that I care about what I say. So I can't just like make something and drop it just to make something and drop it. You feel me? It got it has to be impactful, at least to me, and I gotta like it. So when it came to that, it took me about a month to, you know, come up with a concept. It's something that was really impactful to me. And that was the like the shortest amount of time that I made music that fast, you feel me? And I, I also like uh it, it it was just it was a good time, bro, and I just felt like I it, the the process was a lot faster, but you know, it was a challenge because I, I put a time limit on myself. And I didn't yeah. drop music in so long, you feel me? It was like going on like damn near a year since I had like dropped something, you feel me? So just just training myself to, you know, be quick with it. 100%. How was it making sense? Because I, I remember when you sent me Sam Gang and, and it sounded different than some of the other stuff you got in your singing bag, but I really dug it. How was it stepping out of your comfort zone and trying something different? Um, see, with Sam Gang, uh, shit, the process... Uh, well, definitely, uh, with this tape, I like, uh, you know, you know, pre, like, I, I literally, like, reached out to, like, you know, like, all the producers, you feel me, and, like, really tried to, like, hey, bro, like, I'm getting on this tape, like, I, I, I'm very selective about the beats, you feel me, so when I found this dude, it was, uh, it was produced by, uh, Johnny Sig, yeah. and, uh, Johnny Sig was, like, one of the first, like, producers that actually, like, randomly just found him on YouTube, you feel me? Like, I wanted to be, you feel me? I didn't see no, like, for sale sign on it. So, like, man, I hit him up on Instagram. I followed him. I was like, hey, bro, man, I really want this beat. Da-da-da-da. He was like, he hit me back. He was like, yeah, bro. He was like, you know, bam, he did that. He followed me back. You know, he, we, he, you know, we correspond. He like all my shit. You know, he listened to the music, bro. He, he sent me more beats. So, that was the, that was the first time I actually, outside of, you know, old Spanish, you feel me? That's the homies. But uh, outside of him, that was the first, like, producer I actually got to, like, you know, semi-personally, like, link up with, you feel me, and actually have a yeah. conversation. So, uh, yeah, that was stepping out of my comfort zone. And also just being fast, you know, and uh, just, just being different, you know, just saying what was on my head at that time. 100%. And then you, you bounce back with mansions and you pick up the tempo. You, you start to like, all right, now we're about to get crunk in here. But it's like you said, you linking up with the homie. How comfortable is right. it working with Spanish? Man, it's uh, it's crazy comfortable, actually, man. I, I, I find myself with a like a uh, just an out-of-body, like, creative, like, experience when I'm just, you know, in that vibe. So that's why sometimes, like, it's it may be difficult to, to step outside that. And well, I wouldn't say difficult, but uh, it, it's a it's a it's a challenge to but a good challenge to like step outside and go back to you know Cobain you know like starting off like with my first my first and second tape that was all me like it really I really wasn't you know around uh, old Spanish and you know just Co 45 a lot so that was just me and my mindset so now you know with different influences and you know it's I feel like a greater there's a there's a greater sense of uh, creativity when I'm with with the fellas, you know, just with the guys in general. So uh, yeah. No, and look, one of my favorite tracks. I'm gonna jump to the. I'm gonna jump to the. Uh, to the to the uh, co compilation project. Don't make fun of us, cause that's that. You got one of my bangers on there, and <laughs> Barcelona. When you and Spanish linked on that one, that one is lit. Talk yeah, to me just yeah, a little yeah. bit about how y'all made that one. Uh, 
Oh man, we was just fucking around, bro. We was like bored one day. I was like some random ass Wednesday or some shit like that. And uh, it was a uh, it was this song that was on TikTok, and uh, it was this meme. Peter had been showing me this meme like all fucking week. You feel me? And he was like, man, I'm gonna sample that. So he sampled it. You feel me? And it was like it was like a real popular meme, and he sampled it. And you know, it was like it was real simple. You know, we did it in a couple minutes. And uh, we sat there, and what was like real unique about it, we wrote that song like on pen and paper. So we was like, we was chilling in the stool. And it was just me and him, we had a pen and paper, just writing shit with this little It's like, you know, came up with that shit, you know, it was catchy, it was fun. You know, it was on the spot, you know, really just saying some shit and just going with it. So, and people fuck with it. So, and like, I love it, it's a great song. Hell yeah, no, I fuck with that song heavy. Are you, nah. I remember I asked Spanish this, and he wasn't really a big. He said he wasn't really a big fan of that. Are you a Kill Bill fan, and are you a big fan of Tarantino? Uh, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, shit, shit. I fuck with uh, I fuck with Quentin Tarantino. Um, I fuck with his movies. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, shit, shit. I, I fuck with Kill Bill. Uh, I fuck with uh, Lucy Lou. I thought was a bar. I said Lucy Lou. That was my, that's, that's my dream girl. Was my dream girl. One of my dream girls. You feel me? Uh, I just, I love the whole aesthetic, bro. Um, yeah, it's a real nice vibe, bro. It just, it's very uh, nostalgic, you know, those movies. Hell yeah. And then I think you have one of your hardest bars in the in the bonus track y'all did with Peace. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was, um, that was, uh, my girl, uh, Sin Hampton and, uh, Lamazi. And uh, they're real cool, they're friends. And now Lamazi, that was that was her first time uh, like being on the mic, you feel me? And uh, like that was first time recorded, so it was just an honor to, you know, like do this for, you know, and really like, uh, uh, you know, kind of get her a foot in in the music game. And just like here, like you got a song like with some established artists, so you know, some some confidence behind like you know what she was wanting to do and what her goal was and. That song came out hard, bro. Like we, we sat here, like I said, we sat here, we came over some shit, and uh, you know, made it sound good and gave it to the people. So you know, that was really fun. It was a good time. One hundred percent. What would you say the biggest transition was for you from Pussy Money Grades to uh, Why the Iron Is Hot? Uh, Pussy Money Good Grades. I had it was a uh, that was a very like crunch time in my life. So I started making that. The so I, I was in college, so the spring semester of uh, no, not spring, I graduated. Uh, no, I graduated in the fall, so fall semester of uh, uh, December, so at seven, 2018, and I'm getting ready to graduate, so I wanted to make a statement, you feel me? So I've been at this college, you feel me? I've, I've been, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten my name around, I've met people, I've made good connections, you feel me? Uh, people know I make music, so what kind of statement could I make about myself and the, the type of things that I've experienced and and why I felt going to college was so important to me and fucking bitches and getting money. You feel me? So yeah. it, was just, it, it was just a good time, bro. And it was really crunch time, like I said, bro, like locking in, like really going to class, making good grades. My nigga, I graduated with 3.8. You feel Hell me? Hell yeah. Yeah, making good grades. Uh, working, you know, getting to the bread, you know, making moves, uh, and, uh, uh, and, and fucking business, shit, 
you know, yeah. I, but I was like, <laughs> but those first two were, were, were really important, you know, that third one is just, you know, you know, that first one actually is just letting us know, but money, good grades, you know, it was just that grind and that work, so it was yeah. real, it was crunch time, it was real crunch time, just, uh, when all that was done, when work and school was done, it was locking in in the studio, you feel me, so, uh, yeah, and that was, that was a fun process, man, I, uh, I had, uh, I recorded, I recorded all my music myself, you feel me, uh, this was the first tape that I went to, uh, like, I went to, a, like, another studio, mm-hmm. and, uh, I got a mix and master there, I got a mix and master that, uh, at base camp, by Trey, and, uh, you know, he did my shit, and, uh, made it sound beautiful, uh, actually, Peter, Peter did, I think, a couple songs on there, but for the most part, uh, it was base camp, so, uh, that was a real good experience, you know, going into, uh, you know, uh, you know these these big studios and like getting the getting the feel of vibe and everything. So, uh, and just making a statement, bro. Like graduating, like really, really letting niggas know, like, like I do I'm this. here. Like, yeah, I'm here. You feel me? So, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good time. One hundred percent. What? Just to just to get a side note, what would you say is next for Cobain? Like, would at you drop this project? Water Iron is hot in the 2019. You uh you you came on the album with the fellas, but what is next for you as an artist? As an artist, um, a lot of visuals, uh, really uh letting the people see me. Um, you know, see me now, you feel me? Cause when I first started, like I was really going hard, like with visuals. I was working with my uh, my dog, uh Hot Boy Ron, uh for Ron Bar Center. Yeah. You know, and that's my brother, you know, uh, the school would do you know so uh you know really getting in the lab with him you know uh all in-house shit you feel me and, and getting some more visuals out um I, I i didn't do i didn't do a visual for for pushing money good grades at all and the visual that i did do for uh while i was hot that was some shit aj did you feel me uh for a uh, hot pass Mm-hmm. And that was just like some on the spot shit. It came out great. It came out beautiful. You feel me? So, shit, you got all gravy. That got a video on Hot Pants. You feel me? As an outro. So, that was that was the first time I've done a video in a while. You feel me? Since I graduated. So, you know, really just uh, doing a lot of videos, but concepts. So I gotta ponder on that. I gotta, you know, I gotta get my shit. You know, really think how I'm gonna bring this, you know, to the people. So. I think that should be the, the next shit for Cobain. And just musically wise, uh, just getting back to it, bro. Just, you know, getting back comfortable, you know, getting back. Uh, I'm not saying that I ever lost comfortability, but, uh, you know, just full transparency, like for everybody, you know, this is a, you know, uh, a shitty time. Uh, uh, yeah, a very awkward time for people. So, you know, you got to find your vibe again, you know, and, uh, you know, once all this shit is over, you know, you got to come out a different beast. So, you know, really just, taking this time to like find myself again, you feel me? And, and find the rhythm that, you know, that I want to walk to. 100%, I fuck with that, hell yeah. Tell the people where they can find your music at real quick before we get to the rest of the interview. Just tell them where they can find where the iron is hot and uh, yeah. and uh, Don't Make Fun of Us. Thanks, thanks, thanks. You can find uh, Don't Make Fun of, uh, fun of Us uh, while the iron is hot, all my shit on uh, every streaming service. So that's Apple Music, uh, Spotify, Tidal, um, Shit, all the big ones, you feel me? Amazon, if you want to buy that motherfucker. Yeah, so, man. Uh, Instagram, you feel me? So it's very simple, you know, 
to find the music, you just gotta know the name. You feel me? So it's Coban or it's the fellas, you know? And uh, you know, Instagram, you feel me? F Hell yeah. dot Coban, you know. Y'all go definitely stream his music. Y'all definitely go buy that, though, on Amazon and iTunes. Y'all go support the fellas and support Cobain. That would be hella lit. So, Cobain, you said you was a sports fan. My brother talked to me about it. What's yeah, up with your favorite teams? Um, sorry, I was drinking some water. Um, favorite teams, football team, uh, the Ravens. I'm a big Ravens fan. Um, basketball, uh, well, as far as, like, you know, professional basketball, uh, I don't think I would have like a favorite team, you know, home base, you know, the Pelicans, you know, Saints always on top. As far as players, I'm a big LeBron fan. Uh, mm-hmm. And Derrick Rose, LeBron and Derrick Rose. Yeah, okay, I see you out there. How you like it? The, look, y'all just blew up the Ravens. How yeah. you like getting the star Lamar? Oh, we good, man. Like, shit, I, I'm always, I've been, always been on board, man. Uh, shit, shit, I have a fucking, uh, I'm a fucking Steve McNair jersey autograph in my closet. You know, I used to hate the Ravens, bro. I used to like, because you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan on colors. You feel me? And I didn't like the purple and gold. But as I grew older, you know, I, you just start to like shit. But, uh, you know, just became a big fan. Lamar, bro, uh, a fucking beast, bro. So I'm just happy, bro. I'm just happy for the moves we make. Uh, I be everywhere. So, like, last season, like, uh, I played fantasy football. But like mm-hmm. it was hard for me to watch the games and shit. But I played fantasy, and uh, you know I'm just I, I'm just like really into it sometimes. So, yeah, man, we gonna do we gonna do good shit, bro. Tomorrow, yeah, y'all bro. might win it all. I, yeah, I we, think we y'all can't, might. We can't short, but you know we ain't tripping no, bro. You know it's whatever. We gonna rebuild and be great. Hell yeah, and it's gonna be just a. I'm excited for the next couple of years because it's gonna be a battle between him and Patrick Mahomes, and I'm just hey, excited hey. to see them young brothers ball. So hey. I. Ain't, I ain't tripping on none of that. And okay. so, so you a Brown fan? I am a Brown fan. Look, man, y'all not winning the championship. I'm just letting y'all know when the NBA come back, Kawhi got something for y'all. <laughs> I doubt it, bro. <laughs> I doubt it, man. LeBron, we'll see. except for last season, he did lose last season. He did, so, huh? Because <laughs> Anthony Davis is not clutch. Trust me. I am a <laughs> Pels fan. I know. <laughs> Oh man, it's Hell yeah. So okay, so mm-hmm. being that you're a Cuddy fan, what's your favorite Kid Cuddy album? Uh probably Man on the Moon, first one. Man, yeah. I ain't gonna lie, bro. After the like first after the second Man on the Moon tape. No, no. I fucked with Indica and then I fucked with Man the first Man on the Moon tape. But uh like really after those, uh like I I didn't. I wouldn't say I fell off of him, but you know, I just, I just grew. You feel me? It was it's like, okay to say you fell off of him because he wasn't making like. Yeah, if, if I'm being honest, it's Man on the Moon one. I like Man on the Moon two just because yeah. it has some like some sentimental value to yeah, me. Indica, Indica could had some some stuff to it, but facts. honestly, he ain't make nothing fire after that. Facts. I mean, like I, I couldn't say he could. He ain't make nothing fire because I did. I didn't listen. But really, like you said, uh, Man on the Moon one. So much sentiment about you, bro. Like it's crazy, bro. So many, so many good songs on that tape, bro. So that would definitely touch me. Hell yeah. Okay. Favorite movie or TV show? If you got any, you get, you could list off a bunch. Facts. Uh, favorite movies. Uh, favorite movie would be probably a uh, Fifth Element. Uh, Yo, that's one of Chris Tucker's most underrated roles. Man, he was wild in that shit, bro. Yeah, he was. I <laughs> fucked with it. That one. Um, American Psycho. 
with uh, Christian, Christian Bale. Um, there's a lot of good movies, bro. Those just off the top. TV shows. Um, the the very first TV show I ever watched all of it through was uh probably Dexter. It's like yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm fucking weird, bro. I like I like I like shit like that. But I hate scary movies though, bro. I'm not a scary movie person. Me neither, bro. I, don't, I can't I like, I like suspense, but I don't like jump scares and shit. You feel me? Don't jump around scared niggas. So who likes to be scared? So that shit's so weird to me, bro. But you know. <laughs> I'm a big thriller fan. I can watch any like crime thriller, action thriller. Like you can be suspenseful, but yeah, I'm not trying to watch no no damn jumps. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100. Like 150. percent All right, so uh, being that we're from Louisiana, what would, what would you pick, crawfish or gumbo? Um, gumbo. I, I'm not gonna say crawfish. I like crawfish, but it's just because when I when I eat, like I like to eat. Feel me? And I got you got pill and suck the head and pill the tail and shit. So I, you know it's like gumbo, it's like straight to the point. Got some rice, got some sauces, got whatever the fuck eat. Yes. Okay. So crawfish or boudin? Uh, I had boudin so long, son. I ain't had boudin so my. I remember my daddy gave me that shit. I probably oh, no lie, I probably only had that shit like one time. But my my daddy gave me that shit. We was in the car. Uh, and he was just like, you want some of this? And I was like, what is it? And he was like, who that? Was like, what is that? And he was like, it's an alligator and a bunch of other shit. And I was like, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, okay. So gumbo, that's what's up. Yeah. All right. So my next question, we ask this to everybody. Are you an ass man or are you a tit man? Mm, I'm an ass man, but I like even proportions. I don't judge, you feel me? But I like, I like. I'm it's an just ass man overall. Yeah. Hell yeah, me too. But hey. I, like, I like titties though, too. Right. <laughs> 100%. Okay, and then the final question we ask everybody is, if you were the writer, director, producer to the Cobain movie, how would you want it to end? Mm. Oh, man. How would I want it to end? Uh, hmm. How would I want it to end? I would want it to end with, I'm clear and, you know, fulfillment. Fulfillment? Uh, yeah, and, you know, love and, and, like, a purpose. 100%. Hell yeah. No, that's a great answer. Nothing wrong with getting fulfillment and a purpose. All right. Yeah, that's fast, bro. It's fun, man. I'm having a good time, bro. Hell yeah. I'm glad you had a good time, man. And yeah, right. when you do your next project, we're going to get you back. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media. Uh, you can find me at uh, Featuring Cobain. That's F-E-A-T dot Cobain. That dot is a period. So it's just B-Cobain. So pretty easy to find. Uh, if not, then you can go to Old Spanish. I don't know how you do his shit. I'm I'm very high right now. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Having a great time, bro. Listen to this shit, bro. I'm fucking with you. I'm glad you had a good time, my brother. Hell yeah. Y'all be sure to go follow Cobain. Feature F-E-A-T dot Cobain on all yes. platforms. Y'all go get the projects. Hellafire. My guy is a lyricist. And I, and I would say, out of the group, you the bar man. 
And that's no disrespect to none of the girls because yeah. they all bring their own swag, yeah. but but yeah. you like you the one that got the bars. Yeah, I'm gonna make you think, bro. I want you to be like, wait, what did he say? You feel me? Like, <laughs> yeah. some shit. I like I had to run man. back your shit like three times. Bro, like Wayne, bro, like man, Wayne said shit, nigga still ain't got it, bro. Hell yeah, no, and then I think that's what makes y'all so versatile, and that would make y'all great as a group. And I think that's what makes you great individually, not only the bars, but just how you make people feel with the music. So I really appreciate you coming on the show, Cobain. Hey, hey bro, I appreciate you, man, for like reaching out, like really, like tapping in, like listening. And, uh, Hell yeah, brother. You know, reaching to the community, bro. This is special. You know, this is certain. I was like, I've, I've done a pod, I've done one pod, other podcast, but you know, like like this, like this is really good, bro. And I'm, Fucking the vibe and the energy, bro. Like, thank you. Oh, man. Anytime. Like I said, we're going to get you back when the next project drops, and, and I really appreciate those words. Let's get to finishing the pod and get to bros who ball. want to say thank you to Cobain for coming on the pod. Super dope conversation. Y'all be sure to follow him. Check out his project with the fellas. Uh, Don't make fun of us. Also, check out his solo project. You can find him on SoundCloud at Cobain. Uh, um, be sure to check out all of his stuff and follow him at feet at f e a t dot cobain. Really appreciate the conversation. And Pa's been great so far. We did the black, the best black movie bracket earlier. Now it's time to get into our redraft series because this is Bros Who Ball. Joining me as always, Mr. Adam Schubert and Julian Navarre. Julian Navarre, Shuby, how you doing, brother? Oh man, it's good to be on the pod. It's good to that Brooklyn's back, and you guys had a fun first half. So yeah, we, man, hopefully. It was awesome. Hopefully this uh, the second half is going to be just as fun. It's a good draft. Yeah, I'm excited. 2011's a good year. Also joining us is Mr. Julian Navarre. Julian, how you doing today, my brother? I'm doing extravagant, man. Ready to get this draft on the way. Life's good. Yeah, this is a good draft. They have a lot of – it's deep. It's talented. We're doing the first 16 picks, and Julian has the first pick with the Cleveland Cavaliers. My, no need to uh, – Get sugarcoat anything or get clowning around, Julian. You're on the oh, you're you're on the clock, my brother. I'm on the clock. Y'all ready for me to pick? Oh yeah, you can do your thing. With the first pick in the 2011. Well, you got to remind people who's in this draft. By the okay, way, so in, in 2011, there's Kyrie Irving, Kimball Walker, Clay Thompson, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Vucevic, Nikola Vucevic, Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, uh, Etwan Moore, Chandler Parsons, uh, Davis Bertans. Uh, I'm trying to see some other big names. Corey Joseph, Norris Cole, Reggie Jackson. This is a pretty – Iman Shumpert, the Morris Twins, Fredette, Bismack Biombo. This is a stacked draft. So, Oh, and Tristan Thompson. So this is the year where the Cavs had the first and fourth pick. And maybe with these draft picks – Cleveland might not need to get LeBron back. So we're going to see how Julian plays this. Or they could be super stacked when LeBron comes. All right. So with the first pick in the draft, as the Cleveland Cavaliers, I have a lot of options. But even though they have, you know, Kawhi Leonard, Kimba Walker in that draft, and Klay Thompson, I'm going to go ahead and choose Kyrie Irving, the original choice. Ah, okay. And I'll tell you why right quick. Because LeBron will come. And I think LeBron and Kyrie together is better than LeBron and Clay or LeBron and Kawhi. And I struggle between Clay Thompson and Kyrie, but Kyrie's the only person I know 
that could pull that finals performance that he did in 2016, shooting over 40% from three, averaging like 29, 27 or 29 points a game, hitting that big shot. There's no one I trust more than Kyrie to score like that. Even though Klay Thompson's a great three-point shooter and a tremendous defender, Kyrie just had that it factor that took that it took for the Cavs to win the the championship and go uh, past the three-one. You know, I'm mad at it. Look, I'm mad at it. Look, honestly, if, if Kyrie Irving's head was screwed on all the way, him and LeBron could have been one of the greatest duos ever. So I ain't mad at that pick. Exactly. Like if you, if you have to remember back and in, in when they won that championship, Kyrie Irving was amazing. He was phenomenal. He was, he was amazing doing that. The, the, the two that finals and the one after even whenever you know the Warriors got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Durant Ke, uh, Kyrie Irving I was looking this morning was averaging 29 points. The one that they won he was averaging like 27.8 or something like that. He played phenomenal. I just choose Kyrie because I think him and LeBron worked well together. I'm not saying LeBron couldn't work with anybody else, but I mean, I don't think I've never seen Kawhi Leonard go off in the playoffs like Kyrie did. The way Kyrie did. I mean, Kawhi does what did well in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but that's 41 point. The meme that comes up is the 41 points by Kyrie and 41 points by points by LeBron. Yeah, that's the only person in that draft that I know could pull something like that efficient like that. I'm mad at it. All right, first pick, Kyrie Irving stays with the Cavaliers. Interesting. So, Schubert, the ball is in your court with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Are you keeping Derrick Williams? <laughs> well, definitely not keeping Derrick Williams. It is kind of a tough decision because they do they are pretty stacked at small forward at the time, not necessarily with great players, but people that they think are good and young, like Wesley Johnson and Michael Beasley. Um, but I think it's just really hard to not draft Kawhi Leonard based on everything that we know about him. And I think that that would probably be the best pick for them. 100%. I am mad at that pick. So Kawhi Leonard yeah. goes I mean, second. He's, he's arguably one of the greatest basketball players in the game right now. So If, if not the best. So I am mm. mad at that. I am if mad I, at that I'll pick. I'll ask you this. If you, do you think Kawhi would be the same person if he would have never went to San Antonio? Probably not. Uh, I think... Well, I don't I don't know. I think Kawhi would have got to where he was no matter what, but I think at Minnesota he'd have had some tough years and had to go somewhere else before he became he, the Kawhi Leonard we know. He okay. would have been would have been with Kevin Love, which would have you know Oh true. Maybe that yeah. helps and Rubio. That is true. That might help but, him. But um anyway, an interesting fact about Kawhi Leonard and that draft is that Phoenix passed on him because he sweated during their meeting. Interesting. Can you believe that? No, that's yeah, I can believe that. I can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, so right now I have the third pick, and they chose Ennis Cantor. I will not be taking Cantor. And if you look at the Utah Jazz's roster from 2011, they had Rajah Bell, Damari Carroll, Gordon Hayward, Derek Favors, Al Jefferson. I don't Paul Millsaps. I don't see a need for a center. I see a need for someone to facilitate that offense, and I'm going to take Kimball Walker third for the Walker. I just think for the roster, I think Kimball Walker, Gordon Hayward, and Derek Favors would have been a great uh, duo, and then you have Devin Harris off the bench, Rajah Bell. It's a very grind-nosed defensive team, and I think it would work best for the Utah Jazz. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I just well, I, I just don't know if Clay Thompson Clay Thompson needs to go to a very specific place because the same question you have about Kawhi, 
I have about Clay, and I don't know if Clay would have reached his his peak at Utah without a point guard to facilitate for him. So oh, I understand. Well, you go ahead and have uh, Kimba Walker with the fourth <laughs> pick. I'm gonna go ahead and take um, probably best shooter of all time. Him and Curry could be tied. I mean, that's arguable. I'll go ahead and take Clay Thompson with the fourth pick. Solid Cavaliers. <laughs> looking at y'all, wondering what the hell you smoking. <laughs> but I'll take I'll take that defense in Game Six, Clay Thompson, over anybody. Now, now that team would have Kyrie, Clay, and Clay, and, and LeBron. Fire! They're beating the Warriors. <laughs> the, yeah, the Warriors, Warriors ain't making this. it. Yeah, fact. making it. Um, yeah, this is a four ring dynasty. So I'm gonna go ahead, and Clay would become Clay because he shoots so well. Probably the most beautiful jump shot in the NBA right now that I can think of. So, oh yeah, you'd have I'm gonna go ahead and play with Clay, Clay, John, Clay Thompson. With Kyrie and LeBron, Clay would have became Clay. It's no just, Jr., just Clay. Facts. It's just Utah. <laughs> Utah. I just feel like it would have just been a toxic. Like I don't know. I just don't. I just don't think Clay Thompson would have been. Would not. You're right. I understand that in Utah. So, all right, Schubert, you have the next pick with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, with, with Toronto's pick, you know, Dur- uh, De- DeRozan's on the team now. And who better to pair him up with, with than Jimmy Buckets? Mm. Him and DeRozan? Interesting. Yeah. So okay. I go with Jimmy Butler. Okay, I'm mad at it. Jimmy- I agree with that because that team wouldn't go 0-4 oh to, to LeBron. Mm. True, true, true. at least win one. Yeah, facts. Jimmy would have Jimmy played his butt off. Okay, yeah, so. He needs some defense. I got the next pick with the Washington Wizards. They took Jan Veasley, which is just like, what are y'all doing? Like, bad pick by you guys. I feel Washington at this point needs a big. They had that John Wall was coming into his own. They they didn't have Bradley Beal quite yet. And their center's JaVale McGee. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? And I think if you get Brad Beal and John Wall and you have this guy as your center to stretch the floor and shoot threes, I know this guy is very underappreciated because he plays for the Magic, but I'm going Nikolo Vucevic for the Washington Wizards. Oh, you stole it. I had to make a good ass pick. I had to make a good pick. I know he's good. That's a good pick. Vucevic is the man, bro. He's just hidden in in, uh, Orlando. No, that's a solid pick. I'll give you that one. All right, so cool. Vucevic is off the board. Next up, it is Julian for the Sacramento Kings, and I don't know what the hell you're going to do for the Kings. Oh, no, but this is traded to Charlotte, so Charlotte gets the pick? Yeah, yes. this, yeah this is Charlotte's pick, not uh, not Sacramento. So you're picking for Charlotte. I'll just go ahead with Bismack Biamba. Mm. Okay, <laughs> All right, cool. Bismack. The same thing. I mean, I don't. That Charlotte team was wild. Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> you know, I don't know what you can do. <laughs> I ain't mad at that. All right, Schubert. Next up, you have the Detroit Pistons at eight. Um, with Detroit at eight, uh, this, you know, this is a team that still has uh, Ben Gordon still sticking around and Tayshawn Prince and all that, and uh, with Charlie Villanueva. As their starter at that time, I don't know if I want to go with um, and they pick and they pick Brandon Knight, which really isn't that bad a pick for them at that time. Um, but I think I'm going to go ahead and go with a power forward that can also shoot, kind of 
filling in for when Tayshawn Prince kind of phases out, and that's Tobias Harris. Ooh, solid. Ooh, solid pick. Tobias Harris. All right, I dig that. That is a very solid pick for uh the Detroit Pistons. All right, next up, I got the Char- I got the Charlotte Hornets, which was known as the Bobcats at the time. They chose Kimba Walker, but Kimba is off the board. So, I think they need a point guard for that team, and I'm going to go with the crafty guard. He was picked 50th or 60th. I'm going Isaiah Thomas to the Charlotte Hornets. Solid right. pick. Isaiah yeah. He was he was the last pick in this draft. Yeah, he was. So, and there's no like uh, there's no undrafted like phenoms like the other one we did last time. But there's still some names on this board to go. So I'm excited to see where Julian goes with the Sacramento Kings pick uh, at tenth. They took Jimmer for debt. Well, looking at Sacramento's roster during that time, I think the Manimal. Kenneth Fareed would have worked pretty well. You know, people forget about him because he's in Denver, but he is a rebounding king. Um, plays pretty good defense, and he could jump exceptionally high. He's really good at getting rebounds. I felt I think he would have worked in Sacramento. I think he would have had a better career, maybe. Okay, okay, I dig that. I ain't mad at it. So Julian takes uh, Kenneth Fareed, the manimal, to. Uh, to Sacramento. All right, Schubert, your pick for the Golden State Warriors, who are in trouble because their star is now gone. That's very true. Um, it's kind of a weird place for the Golden State Warriors because they only really have Steph, so you know you don't need to go point guard. So you can pretty much go anything at this point. And uh, personally, there's one player that I've you know came to love on the Pelicans that I really feel like I want to add to this Golden State roster, and that's Nikola Miritich. Ooh, wow. you took my pick. All right, cool, Miritich. I like it. That Hey, that works for Steph and them. That'll be decent. I ain't mad. Utah, I have Utah next, and damn, that's where I was going to go. I was going to go Miritich because I added uh, Kimba there, give him some shooting. So now that Miritich is off the board, Jimmy Butler's off the board, I think I know which way I'm going to go. Uh, I think that Utah and Kimba need some shooting because if you look at it, they took Alex Burks, who's a shooting guard, and I don't really like Alex Burks, but I want to pair someone with Gordon Hayward and Kimba Walker. I want to pair a shooter who is killing it for Indiana right now, who is, uh, well, uh, I actually, does he play for Indiana right now? No, I don't think he does play for Indiana right now. No, he plays for Utah, actually, and he well, he was doing pretty well with Utah and Donovan Mitchell, so I'm going to bring him here earlier. I'm going with Bojan Bogdanovic. Ooh, that's a solid pickup. So I think the Utah Jazz would be pretty good <laughs> right now with my little squad, especially if they could get Donovan Mitchell still and have some of these dudes, but I don't know if they'd be in the lottery. <laughs> so next up is the 13th pick, which is Julian Suns. with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, well, I see that they picked Markeith Morris, and I'd say they did the right choice. I mean, organizations are dumpster fire, anyways. But they they did they played pretty well in the Suns, I thought. So yeah, the, uh, one of the, one of the, the Morris twin. No, nah, I ain't mad at it. He was he was damn good in Phoenix, so I ain't hating on that. All right, Schubert, wait, you wait, have. Wait, 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 wait! Can I take that back? Oh yeah, you can go. You can change it. I'm choosing Reggie Jackson. 
Oh, okay, okay. Because Phoenix to this day still doesn't have a point guard, and Reggie Jackson has always been a solid point guard. And I would love to see how him and Devin Booker would work. Reggie he Jackson could score too. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Reggie Jackson to the Phoenix Suns. Now both Morris twins are on the board for you, Schubert, if you would like for the Houston Rockets, or you could go another direction. No, that's what I was gonna do. I was gonna go with uh Marcus. I was just gonna keep the pick. Oh, so are you gonna go Marquise or are you gonna keep Marcus? Um I mean, honestly, I don't really know which one of those two is better. <laughs> like they're they're the same, same player role. to me. They're the same stats. <laughs> so exactly. That's why I'm just gonna say their pick of Marcus. All right, Marcus, cool. All right, I have San Antonio who took Kawhi at this time. So now it's interesting. They needed a small forward. Um, they needed someone who could just play defense and get developed. And I actually think this player if he wouldn't have gone to the Knicks, could have been better. He's shown flashes of brilliance. Maybe Pop could have got it out of him. Maybe he wouldn't have been a rapper, and he might not have got married to uh, Tiana Taylor living there. He might not have lived in New York, so he might not have met her, but he would have been a better NBA player. I'm going Amon Shumpert for the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, that's a good one. Amon wow. I was thinking, wow. You know, I was thinking you would go with OTT. Who? But oh, Tristan, Tristan Thompson? Thompson? No, 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 no. Shimon Shumpert. That leaves you not, with the not six. Etwan? No, not Etwan Moore. <laughs> I thought you were gonna take Etwan. Honestly, when you said the Pels, I was like, "Damn, Shubert, you taking Etwan Moore this high at 11? I was no, like, "Okay." Nicola. I'm mad at that. All right, so Julian, you have the last pick with the Philadelphia 76ers at 16, and they took Nikola Vucevic, who is off the board. So you can still go one of the Morris twins. You have uh, Etwan Moore left. You have Corey Joseph. Uh, Chandler Parsons is left. I have old TT left. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tristan Thompson is left. And that's exactly Ooh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> you know, Tristan at this point, I know Joel Embiid isn't on the team, but whenever he does get on, he's always, you know, hobbled and injured. And, you know, around that time, Drew Holiday was really starting to cook up, and he made himself an all-star. True. True. You know what? I'm going I'm 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 to take a swing. I'm going to give Chandler Parsons another shot. Ooh. Because, honestly, Chandler coming out of college was not a bad player. No, he wasn't. Even in the NBA, he wasn't a bad player. I mean, he was a solid. He, was, a solid. he just had like two injuries back to back, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So maybe him in uh, Philadelphia would have worked. The only people that are left that are major is Jonas Valanciunas, uh, TT Tristan Thompson, Corey Joseph, Norris Cole, and the, the other Morris, right? And the, and the other Morris twin. Yeah, those are the only big names left. Oh, and Davis Bertans. Who knew Davis Bertans went? You say Alec Burks. Oh yeah, and I, but Alex Burks is trash, bro. He, he, I mean, he started for some years. True, 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 true. Who would you have wanted? Just since you, I'm gonna just let you Knicks? say, yeah, for the Knicks because that's your squad. Oh, I would have just taken Markeith. You take? Oh, you should have took Jonas Valanciunas. Whose career you want? Because Jonas is left. Jonas is still Hold there. Up. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Jonas because they still had Amaria then. Yep, Jonas. They had Tyson Chandler, but you know. Tyson ended up leaving soon enough. Jonas Valanciunas. That solid. was actually a really solid Knicks team, by the way. What? Who you all have? Y'all Shumpert. Shumpert. That was the Jeremy Lin year. Oh, yeah. True. True, 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 true. And y'all have Mello. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, y'all have been y'all have been straight, but San Antonio would have been a dumpster fire because of this. <laughs> Not getting Kawhi. The Warriors wouldn't have happened, and LeBron would have probably got him. LeBron probably would have tied Michaels with six rings with Clay and Kyrie. He might not. He might not have needed Kevin Love. Who did San Antonio get in this draft? Kawhi. No, I'm talking about in our draft. Oh, in our draft, San Antonio got Amon Shumpert. Oh man, they would be fine. <laughs> I don't know, Schubert. Maybe Manu, Manu, Danny Green, uh, Tony Parker, Shumpert, and uh, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. <laughs> Steven Jackson was on this team. This draft shows that Richard the Jefferson. LeBron. This draft tells me LeBron would have been great and Utah Jazz would have been great. Yeah. Because Utah, I got them with Kimba and Bojan to match with Gordon Hayward. Solid. And, and LeBron would have been a dog. The Timberwolves actually wouldn't have been that bad with Kawhi, Ricky Rubio, and Kevin Love. So, and then they could trade Ricky Rubio, yeah. And Jimmy yeah. Butler went to Toronto with, uh, with uh, Kyle Lowry and... Um, uh, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, they didn't gave, have Lowry yet. They would have gave uh, Cleveland some fits. Lowry was still at his other NBA team. Mm. Well, this first year, they would have been good because LeBron's not there yet. So, Yeah. Solid draft, you guys. Uh, next week, uh, we're doing Julian's draft. Schubert's going to get the first pick. I get the third pick, and Julian goes second. Uh, we're, t- we're doing the 2012 draft. With Anthony Davis. So I'm wondering if Schubert's going to take Anthony Davis first, Bradley Beal, or uh, Damian Lillard from New Orleans. It's going to be interesting to see which way he goes. It's really hard because <laughs> you know who I stand real hard. Mm-hmm. You are a Dame fan. Yeah. And Dame is very loyal. So, hmm, I don't know. That's going to be interesting. Will he make a shocker or will he go the same route and take AD? But... That's all we got this week. Next week, we'll be doing this redraft as well as talking about the NFL draft because that's going to be on Thursday. But, Schubert, tell the people where they can find you at on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at aschubert14. And, uh, yeah, check, definitely reach out and check out the Bros Who Binge podcast every yeah. Monday. Solid And week. Um, we had a solid week with the animated best animated uh, adult TV shows. Yeah, like Bob's Burgers, South, South Park. Park. Yeah, uh, Boondocks. 40. Boondocks, yeah, we ranked the best adult animated comedy. So go see. And me and Schubert both have very different lists. So see what made the cut, see what didn't make the cut, and uh, let us know what you think. Julian, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me on Twitter at JujuNav, J-U-J-U-N-A-V. Catch me live, live tweeting for the NFL draft. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, two will go to the Dolphins. We're Hopefully, the Saints get Jordan Love. So that's what I'm hoping for. Get our next stud. But we will definitely be seeing Julian live tweet. Schubert will probably be live tweeting as well as myself. But you guys can follow me at LynnBWT. Be sure to check out the latest episode of Hashtag Anime Talk that is out now by the time you guys hear this. Be sure to check out the most recent episode of Bros Who Binge. But other than that, be sure to follow Brooklyn and Doom. They said their socials earlier. Follow Doom at LilDoomSJE on Twitter and Insta- Instagram. Follow Brooklyn on Instagram at where Brooklyn at. And that's with a Q, not a K. And that's for marketing purposes because we're not trying to get sued. And be sure to follow Cobain, uh, our guest this week featuring Cobain, uh, F-E-A-T dot Cobain. But for Brooklyn, 
for Doom, for Schubert, for Julian, for Cobain. My name is Lyndon. You guys have a great weekend. We will talk to you next Thursday. Stay in the house. Be safe. And yeah, man, we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Until then, peace. I hit the blunt, slow cup of pino, sit right beside me. She said my dick big, but love that I don't brag about it. Think you a man with that gun shit? I'm a man without it. A man that's modest, a man that's platinum, a man that's conscious. Of his decisions hold no religion, higher than treating someone how I would want to be treated. There's hundreds, hundreds of reasons I can't fall in love with freak bitch. I met over this past weekend. I found love and I left it there. Never been played like I fresh in my freshman year. It's all great. Never switching up, I'm just using what God gave me. Gotta live it up, ain't no thing it's getting home safe. Ain't no thing it's getting home safe. Uh -uh, ain't no thing it's getting home safe. Uh -uh, ain't no thing it's getting home safe. Uh -uh, ain't no thing it's getting home safe. Sometimes broke, but never broken. Keep the face, stay focused. I don't save no threat. 24, I thought my life be a little more stable than this. A little more able and shit to do what I want to. Fuck it, I do what I want to. Cool corn collected and cunning. You catch more flies using honey. Heard that shit all the way from London. Can't sell my soul for no money or anything for that fake. It's all great. Never switching up, I'm just using what God gave me. Gotta live it up, ain't no thing it's getting home safe. Ain't no thing it's getting home safe. Say they love my little exit Float like a butterfly and sting like I'm cautious We don't fold on the fashions Not even bad, not eyelash jinkies I love my glasses I can't see these niggas John Cena with it Ain't no eyewitness nigga It took five minutes By 950 we was getting richer Dying with it A lot of niggas took that L But I learned my lesson Graduated school and made rap my profession When the iron strike nigga Got it all with you like when the eye had to strike, nigga. When the eye had to strike, nigga. When the eye had to strike, nigga. I got it all. Uh -huh.